The LAG Radio Network presents a No Spin Dash Zone special. Welcome to a very special episode of the No Spin Dash Zone. It's so special that it takes place directly after another special. <laughs> it's it's very special. Uh, this episode, uh, we're talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that came out, and there will be spoilers, so worry about that. Uh, we're going to behave as if everybody who is listening has already seen it, although there will be a bit of first impressions at the beginning, which will be, I think, mostly spoiler-free. Uh, so you can listen to the to the first little bit of it and be fine, but then after that, it's a it's a war zone. But the battle is knowledge. Um, hi, my name is Stephen. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Charlie, and I'm Isaiah. <laughs> and remember, the other half is violence. <laughs> That's true. No, I uh, I think winning is half the battle. No, lo- okay, only if losing is the other half, because... <laughs> there's knowing and then there's losing. <laughs> Those are the two sides <laughs> of the coin that is the battle. What if you know that you're going to lose? Do you get the whole coin? <laughs> you just get to keep it. You make one cent that day. <laughs> so how do we feel about the movie, generally? Do we like it? I didn't like it. I thought that it was pretty good i kind of didn't like it but i think my expectations were too high which yeah. is a horrible thing to say about the sonic the hedgehog yeah, movie what hold it <laughs> did you guys go in with high expectations i tried not to like i was like it's gonna be it's gonna be uh like a stupid kid-friendly family movie featuring our our cartoon character but in the real world and my brain was like nah dude it's gonna be all these people saying they really like it. I heard somebody say it's the most successful film debut of a video game franchise. To film. clarify, that is objective data and no one's opinion. No one's yeah, opinion is that it is the most successful film. <laughs> that is what happened. Yeah. So that means obviously it's a fact that it's a good movie, right? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the movie's revenue. To clarify, the Transformers movies. Make obscene quantities of money in China, but yeah. nobody thinks those are good. They're really good films made that, by a that is, an, that is an opinion held only by myself and, and no I, other human being. That's true. Something else I should probably get out of the way. I like dumb action movies that have no substance. Yeah, that's that's uh, that might affect your opinion of this film. I eat the Transformers movies. I, thought, like, I, mean, I, I also like Alien and Terminator and... Stuff like that, which are action movies that have plenty of thought put into them. So, okay, so. question. Did either of you guys see Detective Pikachu? No. Yes. Charlie, do you think this film is better or worse than Detective Pikachu? I mean, the only thing that this movie really has over it is the villain. Like I the Sonic movie has over Detective Pikachu. I would also like to say that the Sonic movie does not have a talking Pikachu. That's true. It gets points for that. It has a talking Sonic, which is something that we've all had time to adjust to. Yeah, the voice for Sonic also fits better than the voice for Pikachu. That, the fact that Pikachu has a voice does not fit. <laughs> I'm Look, I have still not come to terms with the idea of Pikachu saying its own name to talk. 
All right. <laughs> That's the world I live in. Someone, someone didn't grow up Pokemon Yellow. No, no, I hated Pokemon Yellow and do, but for different reasons now than then. I regret bringing up Detective Pikachu. So, uh... yeah, I can't believe you brought up Pokemon. <laughs> for the audience, there's a running bit that before every time we record a podcast, Isaiah brings up Pokemon for some reason, and I have one or two qualms with Pokemon recently, and it just always spirals into a two-hour discussion that no one enjoys. <laughs> Sometimes we literally don't record an episode because we're too busy, like, in a heated discussion about Pokemon. But I will say that I have not seen Detective Pikachu. I have seen screenshots from the game it's based on, and not the movie, actually. I've seen very few screenshots from the movie. And yeah. they're mostly just the promotional ones. I doubt that I would like the movie more than this movie. Okay. Although I will say that the CG of both films seems to be pretty good. Yeah. I think I think the CG is about the same like level of quality. Uh this film, as as far as I understand it, had a lower budget and so it just had less CG in it. Uh but you know, does that detect- just mean that it has fewer furry animals like per minute? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, furries per second, FPS, if you will. (laughs) There's there's generally less of it. Um, But yeah, honestly, I thought, like, Detective Pikachu, at the time I watched it, I was like, we have a good video game film now, officially. Like, we we did it. We can all retire. Uh, and, And Sonic, I think, doesn't quite make that mark for me. I have the opposite opinion. I was not at all compelled to see a live-action Pokemon movie because there are so many good animated ones. That's fair. With Sonic, there is a single good animated Sonic movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it doesn't have these things to, like, compare itself to, I guess. Mm -hmm. I I doubt that I would like Detective Pikachu as much as I like the original Pokemon movie, I guess is another way to put that. Whereas with Sonic, like, I don't think that I liked this movie... As much as I like the intro to Sonic CD, but also the intro to Sonic CD has like a very short time to yeah. you know impress, and this is a like feature length film. Yeah, but uh, I would say that I don't think that my money was wasted on this movie. Oh, I, I I am glad that I watched the film, but that is because of my relationship with the Sonic franchise. I think if I were less invested with Sonic, I would not have really. Uh, I, I think I w- probably wouldn't have liked the film. I don't think that my feelings on Sonic have colored my feelings on this movie at all. Okay. I don't think that, like, my presence of nostalgia made me like the movie anymore, and I don't think that it made me hold it up to a higher standard, which seems to have been what happened for you guys. <laughs> yeah. I want it to be high like, art, this Sonic the Hedgehog film. My problem isn't necessarily that it's not like what I perceive as Sonic. It's also that it's just like every other movie I've seen. Yeah. See, there's another thing to note is that I don't watch current movies. The thing is, is that I don't really either. And it was still like every, every movie I've seen. Like it, it felt like the same experience as watching the Smurfs movie or the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. See, I haven't seen a movie since like a movie in the theater other than a Transformers movie since the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie came out. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say since you like worked at a theater. Well, that's kind of different because I didn't pay for those movies, and I spent a lot of them just like texting people and sleeping, <laughs> including including the Transformers movies, which I like. I spent <laughs> a lot of time just texting people and sleeping. 
I remember seeing Alvin the Chipmunks. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I wish you didn't. So I think probably we should we should start discussing our opinions in more specific detail, citing particular scenes from the film. Uh, but first, do we want to give a like thumbs up, thumbs down, or do we want to give like a rating or something? I was I was gonna say we do thumbs up, thumbs down at the end of the initial impressions or first, however you put the the title of this segment. Yeah, and I would say that I personally am a thumbs up. I I think I'm a thumbs up. I'm gonna stick with a thumbs down. I'd say that I like this movie more than I like Sonic Adventure. Whoa. That, that is... Mm, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I think this movie is less rough around I mean, the edges than Sonic Adventure. Okay, question. I mean, this, this movie does have named human characters, I'll give you that. Would you have liked this movie more or less if it was a live-action adaption of the Sonic Adventure story? Much, much less. Interesting. Because there's no relationships in that. That's that's true. Other than the, the you know pre-existing relationships, but you, like I said, I didn't come with that weird Sonic baggage to this movie. Yeah, there's there's pretty much no Sonic baggage in this film. The first two minutes. Yeah, but there's a lot. Of, there's then, a lot of good Sonic fan service in the first two minutes. Yeah, which we'll get into more in a second. But uh, all right, yeah, let's uh, let's put up the hard spoiler warning at this point. Uh, it is no longer safe to listen to this if you've not seen the film. Yeah, pretty much the whole episode from this point on will just be spoiler territory. So. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the movie, uh, where Sonic sacrifices himself to, uh, to, uh, save, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do a bit, but I'm literally not funny enough to come up with a fake spoiler. sacrificed himself to, like, Dark Gaia or something, like some <laughs> yeah, Satan analog. He, he surrenders his heart to darkness and Xehanort takes over his body. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> thought it was thought it was a weird way to end the film, like a little bit dark, but like. And then Tails came out, and he was like, "Got it memorized." <laughs> that gotta get that sequel bait. Okay, you guys need to stop. <laughs> I will not tolerate distractions, especially ones Kingdom Hearts related. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I just, I just want to just start. Like they start with the freeze frame. I do not need to see another gosh darn freeze frame oh man i completely forgot that's how the movie started honestly the only the only freeze frame in an animated like comedy action film i want to see is the one in megamind that's the only one that's acceptable what about emperor's new groove is it considered common knowledge that freeze frame means the i bet you're wondering how i got here trope yes it's the i it's the uh frame story is the official name of the trope right yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Because I think you could also describe the segments where Sonic moves around while the frame is frozen <laughs> as a freeze frame <laughs> segment. Okay, Emperor's New Groove doesn't do it during the actual climax of the film. Uh, it does it at the low point of the film. And That's true. It does it, I think, for like actual comedic purpose rather than to be like, hey, guys, I promise something exciting is going to happen. You just got to stick around for a little bit, which is what I think... This film and what Megamind and what every other film that does it does. Yeah, but something that you're not like noticing is that these are also all children's films, so they have yeah. to capture the attention of a child quickly. I mean, I like I agree. It is to it. You literally have to convince the child that something exciting is going to happen in order to convince them to watch it long enough for it to happen. I also don't think that this segment of the movie, which is again one minute right at the top, I don't yeah. think that it hurts the film at all for me. I don't know. I guess like there's an argument that it 
sets a weird tone before the movie begins. I, I think it's not their best foot forward. That's... Yeah, but I, I think that it's forgettable enough that it doesn't matter. I did admittedly kind of forget about it until Charlie brought it up just now. Yeah! But but also, like, I forgot about it until they brought it up again during that scene in the movie where Sonic's like, and now we're back in the present. Yeah, but at that point, it's like a goofy, that's his personality. Yeah. And I think that that's fine, because in the context of, I don't know, I haven't seen Megamind. Who is doing the freeze frame in Megamind? Is uh, it Mr. Megamind? It, yeah, it's uh, Sir Mind. Sir Mind. <laughs> It's M Mind. It's it's Doctor Mind. Yeah, he is he like a goofy, sarcastic guy. He's uh he is typically a goofy, sarcastic guy. In this scene, however, he is very serious. Yeah, so then that's silly because if he brings it up during the you know when you hit the time that the freeze frame actually happens, and that's weird because if it's supposed to be serious, then he shouldn't be fourth wall breaking. But like in this case, Sonic is like being a goof ass, and that adds up. Whether you like it or not, you know, I think it's, like, on brand for him. Yeah. But let's move past that first minute of the movie and talk about the three minutes that follow it where Sonic is a baby or a toddler running around through Green Hill Zone. Did you guys like that segment? Baby Sonic. Yeah, it was fine. I liked the little touch where he was, like, running across the bridge and the bridge collapses. Yeah, yeah. and it's specifically, like, the stones. It's not, like, a wooden bridge. It's, like, the falling platforms from the game. It's yeah. really good. Uh, I, I I thought it was interesting that there was just like, oh yeah, the Sonic Mania trailer song. That's just the movie score right now. I didn't real. I, are they the same thing? Yeah, it's they they just took the song from Sonic Mania's trailer and they were like, put that in the in the movie during this scene. It's not the same song though, right? It's no, like it's the same song. Version. It's like a different instrument. It's literally the same wave file. That when while he's running around in Green Hill. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't disbelieve you, but that didn't register in my head, and I have definitely played Sonic Mania. It it might not be the trailer, it might be the like opening scene music, but it's like it's like a promotional song for Sonic Mania that is in oh, the Oh, I Sonic thought you Mania. meant like the intro to Sonic Mania. I think I don't remember which one it is, but it is Because if it's from a promotional piece, then that explains why I wouldn't know about it because I didn't see a lot of commercials for Sonic Mania, I just knew it was coming out. Yeah. But I didn't, re- I don't know. Anyway, do you guys like that segment? Thumbs up, thumbs down that segment. Um, I'm going to say, oh. Thumbs up, yeah. I think sure. I think thumbs up, the, the like, Sonic movie lore is no no, like... no, 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 I'm not talking about the owl. Okay, <laughs> we're, okay. We're stopping yeah, yeah, no, before the just, owl. Just the Green Hill Zone segment, I think, is thumbs up. Like, did you go into that segment and none of your illusions were broken? I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs> Yeah. Like, was it still the Sonic art film that you were hoping for? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was a little shaken by the by the freeze frame, but I got back into it for for Baby Sonic running along Green Hill Zone. Yeah, Baby Sonic was very cute. Yeah. So I feel like I should have clarified something earlier that I just because I don't like this movie, it's a fine enough movie for kids, and I yeah. should have began with that. Yeah, if you want to introduce your kids to Sonic, I think this is the healthiest way. Yeah. Like, my mom was telling me that her friend showed it to her kids, and she liked it, and her kids liked it, and that, that's perfectly fine. There's really no reason I should watch this other than me being a angry man-child. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were going to say a Sonic fan. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. I, I definitely think uh, this film was not made for men in their mid-20s. 
No, yeah, I, I mentioned when we were doing the trailer reviews or trailer overviews or whatever you want to call them that this was not a movie for us by any means. Yeah. Which is why I didn't try to come in, like, expecting what I wanted out of the movie. But also, like, a little bit, how dare they not target me specifically when making the film? Yeah, because you haven't bought a Sonic <laughs> game in the last 20 fucking years. <laughs> Just because I am their least profitable demographic doesn't mean... That's like me sitting here and asking why they haven't made a Pokemon game for me yet. Because I don't buy them, Isaiah. <laughs> yeah. How do, how do we feel about the owl? I like the owl. Longclaw is fine. I think that she was a healthy parent figure for Sonic. I think it was dope that there was like a mom figure and not a dad figure for Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that that, you know... I don't know, that dynamic is not super well explored. And honestly, even in this movie, it's not amazingly well explored because she dies in the first five minutes. But Yeah, we, we get basically nothing about her. Uh, but, but we, we establish that... the motherly relationship she has yeah. with Sonic. And I also like that Sonic is kind of like an orphan. Yeah. Because I think it helps some things that they build on later in the movie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's for sure. You guys like the echidnas? Yes, that was super cool. <laughs> That that probably was my favorite part of the like flashback bit is they were like oh yeah these <laughs> these guys are echidnas that are coming after him. Well, they didn't say echidna. Did they ever say echidnas? They never said echidnas. They said bad guys attacked or something like that. Yeah, but they're, they look like echidnas. They're clearly echidna. Yeah, designs. they're definitely like the echidna tribe. Yeah, and I think that that has a lot to do with I th- think this movie is influenced by the comics. Mm-hmm. In many ways, not in a ton of ways, but in quite a few, because Longclaw is original Sonic movie lore, right? Like she's not based on a comic thing. She is not yeah, from she, the comics. She is not that weird owl from the Sonic OVA. <laughs> That's also <laughs> what I was thinking. But I think that she would fit in in the Sonic comics just fine. Yeah, better than she would the games, probably. Yeah, that's for sure. But also, you know, flash forwarding a little bit into the movie Sonic lives in a hole and i don't think he goes through a stump but he definitely like hops in through a little hole in the forest and then goes through a couple corkscrews and a spidery thing and then lands in his house which is what sonic does in the comics yeah they go through a little you know maze-like tube to get to knothole i i do agree that like the greater lore feels very inspired by the comics but it also like is distinct from the comics like it it operates under rules that exist in neither the games nor the comics. Well, then let's also talk fine. about the way that rings are used in this universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're teleportation devices and basically, like, assume not necessarily to be magical, but, like, actual technology. Yeah. That, you know, that's kind of up in the air. I think that's, you know, the longer you get in a series, the more you tend to take magic and try to explain it because that feels cool. But yeah, well, I think Sonic like specifically explained it. That's like what people on other worlds use to do it. So it's like it's kind of implied to be a bit more technological. Yeah, he he says that's how advanced people like yeah. travel. Right. But this is a thing that's in the comics. Like rings are used for teleportation occasionally in the Sonic comics. Right, but I was talking about with the context of the movie. Well, but I mean, I'm just saying the movie is taking that inspiration from the comics mm. and not from the games. Gotcha. But even in the games, you know, you go to a giant ring to get to a special stage. Yeah, I was going to say, like, visually, once they're thrown, they really resemble special stage rings. So, you know, and I think we mentioned that also when we were talking about the trailers as well, that, like, rings teleporting are not unheard of in the Sonic universe and the Sonic lore. I think think it fits in a lot. 
or very well, I should say. Yeah. And then I guess like the last little thread to pull on is Electricity Sonic. That's the bit that I'm most weird about. I but, I don't know. It they it feels it feels like they baked it into his character for this movie well enough that I wasn't weirded out by it. Yeah, I mean like it it works in the movie, but it it feels the least like actual Sonic and more like here's our here's a I don't know. Do you know, I want to mention some other things that don't feel like Sonic that we eventually just accepted. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I just, I want to start, okay, we'll start here. Sonic yeah. on a skateboard. No one was okay with that right away, right? Sonic on a hover skateboard? <laughs> so- Sonic on a on a snowboard was a thing in, in Sonic 3 at the, I, I was it also a thing in Sonic 2? No, I think that that's just for Ice Cap. Okay. Well, it, nope. it, so Sonic Sonic riding a snowboard was a thing in 2D Sonic games. But in one 2D Sonic game for one stage, right? Yeah. Not Sonic with glasses in a future city riding a hoverboard. <laughs> right? Like that's a little weird. Yeah, the extreme gear bit is a little is a little out there. But 3 games in, it seems totally fine to me anyway. Yeah. And I feel like the larger Sonic community has either forgotten it gracefully or accepted it as its own weird little canon right mm-hmm. uh, didn't sonic use a hoverboard in sonic chaos yes maybe for special stages no like it was like an exclusive thing for him. yeah there's a bit where oh like, you feels... mean the rocket his rocket shoes ah uh, that's what it was yeah that's like a weird game gear thing though yeah like that never came back i'm talking about stuff that like stuck around for a game or two right and then they gave Sonic, like, an actual skateboard in Generations, like, specifically for the classic City Escape level. Yeah, like, with wheels and everything, right? Which, yeah, which makes you think that it was something that existed in previous games, but didn't. But that's a that's another bag of worms for a different time. Just a yeah. whole bag of worms. <laughs> We've also got <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog <laughs> is a thing. No, you're right. The Sonic, the entire you, Shadow the Hedgehog, the Sonic franchise, franchise is a mess. <laughs> yeah, so we Sonic got... Adventure itself was a a fairly large departure. Yeah, and to me, it was more believable because everyone's just kind of anime, and this is live action, and live action is always a weird thing. Like yeah. for any cartoon property, like we've already given the you know Smurfs and the album, the Chipmunks, the Yogi Bear, all that stuff. <laughs> Yogi Bear, oh man. <laughs> So here's here's Sonic. But wait, wait, abilities. wait, wait, wait! I'm not I'm not done. There's one more thing I want to throw out there. Okay, we've got Sonic eating aliens to gain their superpowers. I'm talking about Wisps, baby. They're just in. They're like baked into all Sonic now. Yeah, but like at least that's like lore wise, that's their power and not Sonic's. Are you telling me that Sonic having lightning powers in this movie is less preposterous than him like consuming the power of aliens? <laughs> He doesn't consume them. To transform into a drill. (laughs) Okay, alright, you got me. That's like, that's just in (laughs) all of the Sonic games now. He's just, he's just a drill, baby. That is as real as rings for Sonic now. (laughs) Yeah. So I think lightning is okay. Or at the very least, lightning is one movie away from being okay. It is, it is interesting because, no, actually, I want to, I want to save this thought for, for when we talk about the post credit scene. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think lightning is, it felt weird. And I think the thing that makes it weirdest is that it's like, it's not directly tied to his speed. It's tied to his current emotional state. 
Yeah. Which which mm-hmm. makes it which makes it like a separate power from his speed. Like he has well, two but, powers, one is speed, one is electricity. But it's also that he can move faster the more intense his feelings are. That's true, yeah. So they're it's not that they're mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they and they amplify each other. I I is the impression that I got. The thing that it seemed to me was that like they were still vaguely centered on the concept that it's like static electricity that builds up the faster he moves and if he's moving as fast as he's implied to move it stands to reason that he would build up a lot of energy through friction (laughs) but then but but he generates a lot more like energy through just getting mad about stuff than he does from friction but the only time that he just gets mad about stuff and energy happens is in that last sequence when he's fighting robotnik right uh no it's also when he finds out that tom is moving does he get lightningy then? He gets lightningy. He gets like angry, and he gets lightningy. Okay. The main the scene I remember the most is, and this is also the scene where he theoretically generates the most power is during the EMP yeah. sequence, because he's running in a circle and then he creates a like citywide EMP. Yeah. So there's, Which is, I mean, there's technically he's running in a square. There's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, uh, actually it's a diamond. There's three <laughs> three scenes where he gets very electricity y, right? The first is the EMP. The second right. is he's in the car with Tom, and he's like, you're moving. You're abandoning your home like I had to do when I had no choice. You're choosing to do that. And then yeah. with the excess energy, he ends up like spinning into Robotnik's like, vehicle and wrecking it. Right, and he discharges the energy when he gets going fast. Yeah, and then the third time he does it is during the climax when he's defeating Robotnik once and for all. And, yeah. and, and in that sequence, he uses magnet powers, <laughs> which seem to not work because Robotnik still has the quill at the end. Yeah. Like, did he just pull it part way into the machine? I don't understand what, how that happened. I don't know. It's a, it's a movie. But yeah, like, the lightning doesn't make the most sense, but it's, like, static electricity is a thing. So running around fast and making electricity kind of adds up. I think I think there's a logical consistency to it conceptually. Yeah. Uh I think the specific execution is a little wonky but not necessarily bad. Yeah, it's like you give it a little bit of a pass cuz it's aimed at kids. Cuz like cuz here's something else that Sonic can do in the games is literally spin in place <laughs> and then move, like store up kinetic energy without using it. Yeah, and also generate smoke and kind of breathe underwater for longer than he should be able to, but not infinitely. And then also he can, like, in Sonic Adventure 2, he can, in the air, curl up into a ball and immediately start moving downwards very quickly. Also, streaks of blue energy shoot out of him when he does that. Yeah. Maybe not lightning, but maybe lightning? But maybe like, maybe it's I, you know what? I could I could see that being like oh yeah that's totally lightning it's just weird lightning it's just like bad Dreamcast lightning <laughs> he's like and, and you know the that and like homing attacks and stuff like that don't make any like logical sense so if you wanted to add if you wanted to add a sense of realism you could say oh yeah he's using lightning or magnets or whatever to propel him in a certain direction honestly Magnet Sonic makes a lot of things make far more sense <laughs> it kind of does. Because he homing attacks most often into things that are made out of metal, so. Yeah. Yeah. But he never homing attacks in the movie, really? No, he does not. Not really. Honestly, he he doesn't do, like, a lot of rolling, which is kind of neat because it's like, you're right, it's like modern Sonic, and modern Sonic hardly rolls. (laughs) 
Well, he yeah. the the only time he rolls is uh, well, there's only two scenes really where he's rolling, which is the the second two electrical scenes. He also rolls. He rolls out of the attic when he's like trying to be oh, a sports true, ball. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he roll into that like tank? Yeah, that Robotnik yeah. tank. That's the that's the first time he uses spin power offensively of two times. <laughs> so overall, you guys are kind of like not super hot on this Sonic, but you think he's okay, right? I think probably he's all right. Like, but when they make a sequel, I think I'll be more hot on it just because I think there's like a uh, what's what's the term? There's a there's a period. There's an adjustment period. Like, I just need also- to get used to this version of Sonic. Yeah. Charlie, did you want to finish your thought? So, I am I might have been talking to to some people who I've talked about Sonic with for many years. Yes, uh and me and Steve. I, I <laughs> besides you two. <laughs> where I don't know, there's there's parts of this where it feels like a um I don't want to use this word but it's the best word I can think of, a bastardization of his character. You mean like a character a caricature? caricature? Yes, a caricature. Flanderization? Mm, not. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't necessarily say a flanderization, but like, I don't know. It. I. I am a little scared that the success of this movie could change the future of Sonic in a way that I would not like. That's. So, I want to note that things like that, where external media from the games have influenced the game, is very possible. But we also got Sonic Forces. Which seems like Sonic violently trying to be itself in spite of everything that media has proved works for Sonic. Yeah. So I don't think we necessarily need to be too worried that the movie is going to change the face of video game Sonic. So so the film does Perhaps. does change Sonic's character in a couple ways. Number one, instead of being a cool dude with attitude that everybody looks up to, uh, he's a very lonely person who desperately wants to make one singular friend. So uh, that's I want to stop you right at that point. Yeah. I don't think that that is a change in his character. I think that is a change in his environment, which I was very into. I mean, I I agree that it like his character is consistent, but his environment is different. Uh, no, but I'm saying it, I think that this is this character is consistent with Sonic that we've seen so far. Okay. I think that the Sonic we know of, put in an environment where he's allowed to be fast, but not in front of anyone, would react yeah. this way. No, I I agree completely. Like, and I I think it's actually like kind of cool to think about that like. You take this is the same character in two different environments, and this is the difference in how they turn out. Yeah. I also think that this matches sort of the young Sonic, the little snippets that we get of him before he becomes teenage Sonic Adventure Sonic. Yeah. Uh, but as a result, uh, this is something that is true of movie Sonic, which is not true of other versions of Sonic. He's annoying. Ooh, I don't know how much of the comics you've read, but Sonic can get pretty annoying sometimes. <laughs> I need to read those comics. When you put, like... When you put words in Sonic's mouth, he gets way more annoying. <laughs> that is that is something the movie has made explicitly true. Yeah, like, I mean, think about how much Sonic actually says in Adventure and Adventure 2 and Heroes. You're right. It's not that much. Heroes is, is when the characters talk the most, and I hate it the most. Yeah, like, you don't ever want to hear Sonic talk. I, I will say I like the bit of, like... Yeah, he doesn't have any friends, and he doesn't have anybody to talk to, and it's not really his fault, but the way he has responded to this is just that he talks to himself all the time. I and thought so that now, was super cool. And so now when he actually has people to talk to, 
he talks so much more. Right, and he also talks the way that he talks to himself and not the way that humans talk to each other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you guys think it was cute when he called Tom Donut Lord to his face? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like, wanted to make sure. I think I think a younger me would have found it cringy, but I think it's like, oh yeah, no, that's just the only version of Tom that he knows. So of course he's going to say Donut Lord. And also, he's never talked to anybody in, in like at least five years. I don't remember what the time gap is. Yeah, and he's uh, never talked to a human. So he has no social skills, <laughs> which the film confirms repeatedly throughout it. Yeah, for sure. So d- did you guys like Sonic's relationship with Tom? I I think I maybe sometimes it got a little annoying. Uh, Sonic specifically got annoying because that's like his character in this film. But like the the bit that is like you can't leave your home. It's your home, and I'm mad because you're abandoning them, even though you literally didn't know I existed until yesterday. Well, not only that, but he also notes that he so it's I think Sonic's perspective in this movie is really cool because he knows these people. Yeah. He can be every place at once, so he gets to live life with them vicariously. Yeah. And also, Sonic knows what it's like to have to leave your home behind because of, like, one tiny thing. Yeah. So to him, it seems like that's something important to cherish, and, you know, it can all go wrong, so you need to live in that moment, which is super cool for someone who's really fast, you know? They like to live in the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when they have that interaction where Tom is being candid just a little bit, and then Sonic freaks out like a little kid, I think is super cool because he's never been able to mature. He's never had a figure since, uh, what, Longclaw? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's never had a figure since Longclaw to teach him what the world is like. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of neat to see this child with all this power trying to figure something out. Yeah. And then, you know, he has that freak out with Tom, but then he doesn't leave his side or anything. Yeah, there's no, like, there's no moping which is good. Yeah. He doesn't linger on that, but it, he just is being open, maybe more than you might expect or think someone should be. Yeah. But he's also so fast that that moment doesn't feel prolonged. <laughs> like, he's living so fast that he's, he gets mopey and angry, and then it's just done seconds later. <laughs> he, he just travels through the emotional spectrum more quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do think the, like... The resolution of, of their, like, relationship arc being that Tom is just like, no, I don't need to leave this small town, is is kind of dumb because he doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense for that to be what the film is about, you know? You mean, so you mean, like, you think that Tom wanted something more than he could have in the town and it, it Sonic wasn't the answer to that, you don't think? Yeah, I mean, I think he was like, I want to be a real cop. And Sonic was like, how about being a terrorist for a couple days? <laughs> okay, that is not... <laughs> the, he did not say I want to be a real cop. He said I want to save someone real. He said he wants to save someone's life. Okay, that's that's fair. He just wants to have a bit more exciting life in a big city, but in like, a small town. Like, if he wants more excitement in his life... Excuse me. Uh, first of all... Living with Sonic is uh, Going a to way to that? accomplish that. Yeah, Guaranteed to accomplish? The government comes <laughs> to his house. <laughs> the government comes to his house like once to give him, <laughs> An to give him a gift, gift card, card to Olive Garden. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Which is the second time in the film that Olive Garden is brought up by name. The first time is literally just a full commercial. It's called a a motif. It's called a motif. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even... Not not a motif. There's like a callback, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's the rule of threes, but it's fucked up because there's only two of them. You can't back to a previous joke that was just an ad. That's just a second ad. Again, exactly. as a person who likes the Transformers movies, okay, I have become fully second. desensitized to product placement. Because that that's that was going to be one of my questions. Like, what do you guys feel about product placement in this? Like, the, the, the Zillow one caught me completely <laughs> off guard. <laughs> the Zillow one was and solid. When I was having dinner early with my parents, I saw, or no, I think it was this, it was like this morning, I saw a Zillow ad and I just started laughing. I was <laughs> fully expecting, she she says, like, I was looking up apartment prices on Zillow. I was, f- in the way that she said it, I was fully expecting her to explain, like, what Zillow is and how useful it is. Like for her, a a like just recently grind the married movie to a halt. Yeah, like <laughs> I was expecting it to just become a commercial because of the specific way that she said every word in that sentence. You mean carefully and articulately? Yeah, like making sure that we heard Did you the brand. Think that it was possible that she's just well spoken. <laughs> Look, she says everything in the movie pretty carefully. Yeah, that's true. To be fair, her situation has her pretty careful all of the time. Yeah. In the first half of the film, I was like, I can't tell if she's if she's a not a very good actor or if the script is very bad. I don't... Okay, hold it. She, to did, clar- she was pretty good. Yeah, to I clarify, think. I think she's a fine actor. I've seen her in other things. Okay. She does fine. Secondly, this movie's script is not that bad. You guys like Sonic Adventure. <laughs> I never said I liked the dialogue in Sonic Adventure. You've told me that you guys like, both of you guys, like talking to the NPCs in Sonic Adventure. Yeah, just because we like seeing what's out there doesn't mean that what's out there is, like, well-written. Well, I'll be honest. Crazy Carl's a very good NPC. Crazy Carl is the best NPC, and he's never been in any Sonic game, and it's he never will all be. About, it's all about concept and not about execution in Sonic Adventure. You have to understand <laughs> that my uh, like for Sonic games, at least a few years ago, was like... If I could play as anyone except Sonic, I liked it. But if I was only playing as Sonic, I didn't like it. <laughs> that checks out. And this is like a this is like a theatrical equivalent where I just wanted to see more Sonic here because that's all I want. Charlie, that's not a good thing to want. You get to see like the best Sonic character, Tom. <laughs> he punches Eggman in the face. No one in the Sonic universe has been so forward. That's true. Uh, twice. Twice, the, yeah. He is the first character to punch Eggman in the face, and he's the first character to punch Eggman in the face more than once in one form of media. <laughs> well, first character to punch him on screen, as he has explained. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. He got punched by a bully and then, like, <laughs> dissected him or something? He he uh, used the power of technology to render that bully incapable of breathing without assistance. Yeah, he dissected him. For a period him. of time, yeah. Or vivisected, I guess, because he was alive, presumably. Do do we want to talk about Tom, or do we want to move on and talk about Robotnik while we're on? I want to talk about Tom because I like him a lot. I thought He's I was going to hate him. He was one Cyclops. He was one <laughs> yeah. Cyclops. Just the one. Yeah, in like the X Men movies. Oh, okay. I okay. <laughs> I thought you meant that he shot a laser out of his eye for a second. The 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 buddy cop I mean, vibe yes. between a human and a Sonic the Hedgehog, I thought was going to be like really lame. 
they are not buddy cops. He does nothing coply in this entire movie other than <laughs> check true. the speed of a turtle. <laughs> yeah. I actually I really liked that like introduction to his character. Yeah, because it like, tells you everything you need to know about him. He like it, it also like he's compatible with Sonic in that he also entertains himself while he's alone, like by talking to himself and doing something wacky. Yeah, it also gives you this great introduction to his incompetent friend at the station. Yeah. Who is a character that is not overplayed. Like, he's he's funny when he needs to be, and he is not present when he would be annoying. Uh, Yeah, I definitely think he was in the film for exactly the right amount of time. I think he was executed perfectly. Like, you get this clear message that Tom likes him, but does not like talking to him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Tom knows he's a good guy, but he would not necessarily like to be on the phone with him unless he is the butt of the joke. And then, like, when shit hits the fan, Tom is, like, able to trust this guy, but you realize that he probably shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, trust should probably not be placed in this individual. (laughs) Maybe this person should not be in the position of authority he is currently in. Yeah, but it's a small town, so who cares? Yeah. The the stakes are low in a town like that. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) a great introduction to the town and the characters and... Tom himself. Like, Tom is is pretty much canonically the best cop in that town, and he spends his time putting a speedometer on a turtle. <laughs> so and like, helping cats get out of trees or whatever. So, like, you can be an incompetent co- cop. <laughs> incompetent cock. <laughs> I almost said that. You can do that in this town, and it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, like, the first couple scenes of Tom, like, really endeared me to him. And that got me over the hump of, like, being angsty about Sonic teaming up with a human friend. Let's do some comparisons for human characters in the Sonic universe. Okay. We've got... Way better than Chris. Like, yeah, I was going to say, we've got Chris from Sonic X. Yeah. We've got Maria from Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> Maria is another case of... A plot device. Of... <laughs> yeah. So we like Tom better than Maria. Yeah. We've got... The friggin' commander from Shadow the Hedgehog. God. I will say what what Maria offers is that Maria is Shadow's tie to humanity, but also like she is a plot device. So rip. Uh, Tom Tom is Sonic's tie to humanity, and he's a much better one. Yeah. Also, Carl is Sonic's tie to humanity. I think I like Carl more than Maria. Carl? Yeah, Crazy Carl. Oh, that's right. Or as he should be called, Observant Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on a second. Uh, the film had Sanic in it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was so good. I was like, on I, oh man, I was over the moon <laughs> when they showed a picture of Sanic. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> I was like, I can't tell if I love this or hate it, but I think I love it. I love it. I was all on board. <laughs> It was also at the perfect time, because it was just long enough that you thought the movie wasn't going to be a bunch of (laughs) self-aware bullshit, and then they just, like, punch you in the... (laughs) I don't don't know what they punched me in, but they got me. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's never... There's not any more self-aware bullshit. Yeah, that's that's the one, and it's, like, for a quarter of a second. Like, you you have to be watching to see it. And they don't show it a second time, which I think is is good. Like, I think the closest we got to something of that caliber was a mention of Chili Dogs. They're not even on screen. Yeah. And you have Sonic say, gotta go fast once. 
Which is what I needed to know that I was still in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> I I do think the, the chili dog bit, I almost like would have liked a scene where he was falling in love with chili dogs. Like he had no. one, he was like, no. <laughs> That's for the next movie. That's for the next movie. Sonic yeah. can be addicted to chili dogs in the second film, but we can't put we can't put Sonic's entire character. You're right. Like, you got to spread it out. He because like you guys were talking about, you can't flanderize him in one movie. That's true. Yeah. Which I don't think he's been flanderized in this movie. He's not doing the same things the entire movie. His you, character clearly develops. You can see this as Sonic's origin story film, but I think uh, in in the style of the modern day Tomb Raider games, his origin can last multiple stories. <laughs> oh man! Okay, thumbs up, thumbs down, Tom. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah, I guess. Sure, I'll give him a thumbs up. I I will say that I personally think that his res- his decision to stay in Green Hills makes sense to me because I think that he was a person going through like a midlife crisis or a early life crisis or whatever you want to call yeah. it. And he found out that what he needed was just to, like, have people who he felt were important to him. Yeah, I mean, he, and, yeah. he, he adopts a, a baby. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. At the, at the end, he's like, it turns out all the excitement I needed was this little shit. <laughs> and he's well, like, you're gonna, live, you're gonna live with me now, Sonic, and I'm going to take <laughs> care of you, and then I'm gonna take you to school. Yeah, that's the part that I don't. I'm not 100% about. <laughs> like Sonic, Sonic is now Tom's baby. I think they're homeschooling him. Maybe I guess so. Okay, so we like Tom, or at the very least, we're okay with Tom. Yeah, Tom is my favorite character in the movie. I'll put it out there. All right, I'll accept that. All right, so next we got... you like him more than Sonic. I really like that he likes Sonic and that Sonic <laughs> love loves him. Like, capital L loves Tom, and I yeah. think Tom might love Sonic, but he, he maybe doesn't realize it yet, or maybe he just realizes it at the end of the film. I think you like the relationship. Yeah. But I also, like, if, if I had to pick one or the other, like, if someone had to die, Sonic should die. <laughs> and Tom should get to live on with that guilt on his hands. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Robotnik. And and Stone, as you've written here on the docket. Robotnik if, and Stone. I want to talk about Stone. stone. I gotta talk about Stone, but first we gotta talk about Robotnik. I think Jim Carrey handled it just fine. I wish I wish the script was a little bit more Jim Carrey. Like, let him do Wait. more wild things. You mean you wanted him to literally lick that op- like military officer <laughs> in that sequence? Because I think that's the only way we can get a step further. <laughs> is if he literally like, places his tongue on that man's face. Like, I think the, the end of the film, when he... Spoilers... Uh, is <laughs> we already put a spoiler? Okay. Spoilers, and also this is in the trailer. Uh, when he's in the mushroom place and he's just like shouting nonsense because yeah. he's Doctor Robotnik. No, it's because he's insane and alone with nothing but mushrooms. That's why he's shouting nonsense. Yeah, no, I know. It's it, uh, it's a very good scene. First of all, second of all, it's like that is what I wanted from Robotnik, like from the midway point of the film on. I would like to mention one more time that we cannot flanderize our characters like halfway <laughs> through the movie. That is true. Yeah, like, but like we, me, Isaiah and I both expected there to be like just a, a gradual transformation. I, I want him to slowly like, go um, insane. Kind of like little little did Isaiah know he was insane the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely <laughs> well, off okay, his rocker. Go more insane, I should say. Like I want him to be consumed with 
like taking down Sonic, which he is already, but I want him to it to be taken to that extreme level that that puts like him... right away. No, not right away, but like throughout the film instead of in roughly two stages. I think that his progression made total sense. Like he was looking for Sonic as an experiment and then he got his ass punched and then suddenly he was like, <laughs> "Okay, all right, now I want to kill you too." And then, like, now I will commit murder. And then they got away and that made sense and he was like getting mad about it but also getting really into research. So we get to see the side of him that is he just loves learning. Yeah. And that's cool, because if he didn't have that, and if he only had Hating Sonic, he would be boring. I but did because really... he is an actual scientist, it's super cool to see him get interested in learning how Sonic ticks. I did really like the sequence of him doing science and dancing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was great. And then Stone walks up behind him and <laughs> asks if he wants a latte, and he's like, I love how you make them! <laughs> he's, like... just, he's just angrily appreciating the latte. Yeah, it's like the one time that Senpai notices Stone in the whole movie. I was expecting their relationship to be a little less abusive, but yeah, you know, same like here. you gotta have a villain. I was like, I was kind of okay. This is gonna be a really weird comparison. Um, have any of you seen the two thousand was it four two thousand four movie Fantastic Four? No, like like the first theatrically released Fantastic Four. Yeah, I have. It's been a while. So, like, Dr. Doom has, like, an assistant that's just, like, this normal guy. Yeah. And he, like, doesn't yell at him. He's just kind of there. I was expecting Stone to be just like that. But he's just like, you're my little... But Robotnik's like, you're my little bit now. Tom is a turbo fuckboy. Or not Tom. Uh, Stone is a turbo yeah. fuckboy, for sure. It's, it's I did enjoy him in this movie, though. It's weird, because Stone has no reason to want to work with Robotnik at all, especially like, as eagerly as he does. The reason is obvious. Robotnik is the smartest man on the planet, and that is made clear frequently. That is that is true. He is pretty much objectively the smartest person in the world. And that's what I actually like about the relationship, is that Stone is a fuckboy, <laughs> but he knows that Eggman is the side to be on. And also, I think, like, what, sorry, Egg, Eggman, Robotnik is the side to be on. And I also think that Robotnik in tiny little ways, makes it clear that he thinks Stone is the least despicable human. Yeah. I just, I just wish there were more scenes of him, like, appreciating Stone, I guess. I don't think we needed that, because I don't think that Stone's character is great. I think that Stone does his job in showing you that Robotnik is the worst person on the planet and the smartest <laughs> person on the planet. Yeah. And the little moments that you can tell he likes Stone is because he lets him into his ship without any warning. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, kill Stone for breaking into his ship while he's doing his weird science dance. And instead, <laughs> he says, of course he wants a latte. He loves how he makes them. Yeah. He says the only nice thing he says in that film is is that sentence. And he says it to yeah. Stone. And I think it does all the work it needs to to show that, like, if you if you were suspicious that maybe he actually did like Stone, this clarifies. But it's I just did... impossible for him to think that any being is on his level. Because he is actually the smartest person on the planet. I did like the scene, and I interpreted this as care. <clears throat> Excuse me. I interpreted this as care on Stone's part and not him being a, what did you call him, a fuckboy? Yeah, fuckboy. <laughs> yeah, where, where uh, like, Sonic and Tom are getting away, and Stone enters the building to make sure that Robotnik is okay. 
And Robotnik is angry at Stone for uh, letting them get away and is like, please tell me that you, like, it's the next words out of your mouth better be that you didn't want them to get away. And Stone is like, I didn't want you to be hurt. Yeah. Like, I, that was like Stone being like, guess what, bitch? I care about you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Stone probably loves Robotnik. It like, it like hurt me that Robotnik didn't reciprocate, I guess. He does eventually. I don't know. It's it's not enough for me. He says that he wants that latte. <laughs> but the latte's not enough. It, dude, it is so obviously. <laughs> Robotnik grabs Stone by the teeth and yells at him. Yeah, but also <laughs> like Stone gives him that latte. Eggman reciprocates with the latte. That's clearly all Stone needed in his whole damn life. Also, Robotnik tells Stone to pin himself against the wall to be yelled at and he does (laughs) which is really funny like we it needs to be clear that robotnik is a bad person yeah but that doesn't mean that he can't love anyone and i think that in his own sick twisted like i'm better than everybody else away he loves stone yeah i just like i wanted him to express that more on camera he goes crazy on the mushroom planet and it seems to us that the first thing he does is make, like, a totem of his only friend on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. I did like that. And also, it was a stone. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was Mr. Stone. <laughs> also, like, uh, Stone just kind of disappears, like, before the climax. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. it's a one-person ship. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't Stone there... I thought we saw him one more time after the point where you would think that he just wouldn't be there anymore. No, once once Robotnik gets the, the ship powered by Sonic's quill, once he puts on the flight suit, uh, Stone never appears again. Okay. I thought for some... Maybe I'm just remembering a sequence where he was there and Eggman wasn't. There's there's just a post-credit scene where Stone's like, all right, send his remains to Latveria. <laughs> his remains? <laughs> he went to a different planet. I sorry I I had to show I had to shoehorn in the Fantastic Four reference. <laughs> that's that's not a, that's, that's also fair. not a direct quote. They just like take his like petrified body. They yeah. sit in like a shipping yeah. container. I anyway. I okay. So I think that the main point that I'd like to make is that the two most on-screen relationships in this movie, which are Sonic and Tom and Robotnik and Stone, are written fairly well and have. It's not a. It's not sort of progression with Robotnik and Stone, but you get to learn more about the relationship as the movie goes on, and it's definitely yeah. progression for Sonic and Tom. Yeah, for sure. And I think that each of those four characters, bar... Yeah, Stone doesn't really change at all, but, like, the three of them change a lot. Sonic, Tom, and Robotnik change a lot. And Stone, I think, doesn't necessarily change, but again, we learn more about him. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Stone needs to change in this story. No, I don't think he does either. So, how about that post credit scene? I liked it. I want another movie in this in this franchise of Sonic movies. Also, technically, it was a mid credits scene. Well, okay, yeah. I I mean, I think we we pretty much have to get a sequel now, right? Like, no, no. There's a strong possibility that this <laughs> never happens again, and that Sega doesn't understand what makes Sonic good, and they just drop this. That's true. Uh, yeah. So, post credit scene is that Tails appears. That's pretty wild. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, the readings are pointing me this way, and then his tails are animated in a way that didn't make me want to throw up when I was so impressed. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were going to do the the Sonic Adventure 
animation where it's just tails rotating not nearly fast enough. That would have, that's like maybe the worst case scenario. Second worst yeah. case scenario is that they're just all a blur, but I think they nailed it. Yeah, I, I, I liked the I liked the animation for Tails, and I liked the character design a lot as well. Yeah, he looked cute. Uh, uh, here's <laughs> the weird thing. Yeah. Uh, that is Tails' current voice actor, like their actual yeah. video game voice Somehow, actor. Somehow, I didn't know it. I didn't either. Like, but I, I was like, they just, like, they just sound like Tails. So this was the one that would have been in Forces? Yeah. That's weird that they got Tails' uh, game voice actor, but not Sonic's game voice actor. Yeah, but this Sonic is way better than Game Sonic. <laughs> and gets more screen time. Yeah. And and is Ben Schwartz, do you, which is just do great you, casting. Do you want one more voice actor trivia that may or may not blow your mind? Please. <laughs> blow my mind, Charlie. Don't tell me that Ben Schwartz was on Parks and Recreation. I know that. <laughs> so, so, so because I've been on Wikipedia. All right. Uh, Gary Chalk who voiced Grounder and Robotnik in Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog Ooh. and Sonic Underground. Robotnik in Sonic Underground. I don't think he was also Robotnik in Adventures, but he's a military officer in this movie. Is he the military All officer right. that almost gets licked by Dr. Robotnik? I believe so. Is he the guy Is he the guy who is like, well, I don't want to bring in Robotnik, but we got to. Also, uh, no. here's a gift card to Olive Garden. No, that's a world think... leader, Isaiah. That's not a military officer. You're right, you're right. I think that is a that was Neil McDonough who has been in a lot of things. He he's in the MCU as like one of those miscellaneous soldier guys that yeah. is also in the TV shows. That sounds about right. Which is probably because I, I thought he sounded really familiar, but I could I can't really find a role that like really like gets me. So I just gonna have to go with Captain America for right now. Oh, he was M Bison in the Legend of Chun Li oh, movie. Oh, my of course, God. yeah. That's how I know him. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to go anymore on this tangent. I just wanted to just get that. Oh, he's also in CSI. So here's, <laughs> so here's something I like about the post credit scene introducing Tails, is, uh, Tails is introduced to the story, uh, the same way he's introduced to the games in the second one. Like you, you mean that he is chasing after uh, Sonic. Man, I remember when I got all six Chaos Emeralds in Sonic 1 and Tails just appears at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, Tails is not in Sonic 1, but he's in the second game. And yeah. now he's going to be in the second movie, right? No, if there's Isaiah, a second movie. I, I think Charlie is right, and you're crazy. And this has nothing to do with the way <laughs> Tails was introduced in Sonic. Because Tails was introduced in Sonic by chasing behind him, like, close behind him for the entire but game. Here's, but here's something else that's not in the first game and is not be, in the yeah, first it's movie. Top secret military base. Shut up. Here's something else <laughs> that's in the first that's not in the first movie and is not in the first game, and that's Sonic doing a spin dash. Yeah, or so, Chaos Emeralds. Also, Sonic does do a spin dash in the movie. It's just only twice. No, he that's not a that's not a spin dash. He is he is running and then from running he goes into a spin, which is something he can do in the first game. It's not a spin dash. Time. What? Also, bullet time. That's that. That's like the trope, right? Bullet yeah. time. Bullet well, that's time. Where you yeah. Grigo slow motion. I sorry. I just had to remember that. And had to say that. That's the term yeah. from Matrix. I believe that's when that term was. Yeah, but it was like. I mean, the first thing that I thought of was the quicksilver sequences from Days of Future Past. And yeah. The other one. Well, that's because in a bullet time sequence, there is not a character moving quickly usually. Yeah, it's just a. It's just a general slow motion, but like. Yeah. yeah. But it's very slow motion. Also. 
this last thing, I'll be on this tangent. I was very disappointed for that first time they did not have ZZ Top playing because they had they said they had like a ZZ Top cover band. I love that, I guess that, the ZZ Top <laughs> reference. I was I loved it. I did not like that I did not hear ZZ Top. <laughs> if they had gotten ZZ Top for the Sonic movie, I don't know what I would have done. So Sonic in in this in the movie verse is a version of Sonic that didn't have any friends growing up and therefore doesn't have any social skills as opposed to the original where he's a cool dude that everybody including tails looks up to yeah also flickies don't appear to be in this movie yes which i think that we're meant to assume that sonic's friends are flickies and that he's not just saving like unintelligent animals he's saving people that he can talk to yeah so so i think it'll be really interesting if if we get a sequel to see how tails's relationship with sonic is different from how it is in the games because in the games, he's very much like a, I look up to you, you're like my big brother, because like you're cool, and I'm cool in a different way. Uh, and Tails is cool in a, a different way together. until we get to Sonic Adventure, and he becomes a total fuckboy. Yeah, but like in the movie, Tails presumably doesn't know Sonic very well, at the yeah. very least, because it's been a hot minute since Sonic has been in the same universe as Tails. Yeah, I would assume that he just knows of him. Yeah, well, because cause especially, like, Sonic doesn't just not have any friends. It seems like he never had any friends. Yeah, it, it doesn't. he doesn't mention any prior relationships. Yeah. But he does mention Longclaw at least once while Tom is around, right? Yeah. And then, he, you know, you would think that maybe if he did that, that he might mention some other people that he knew. Longclaw seems to be his only, cl- like, close relationship prior yeah. to uh, the events of this film. Yeah, I'd agree. So, like, it'll be interesting to see how the Sonic-Tails dynamic is different given the different backstory that Sonic has. I also hope and that... the presence of Tom. <laughs> the presence <laughs> yeah. of Tom. Tom's like, I can't keep adopting furries. What if Tom... <laughs> what, if... what if Tom <laughs> is, like, the... What is the actress's name from the first Transformers? Megan Fox. What if Tom is like Megan Fox and he's just gone in the next movie and there is a completely <laughs> new like human male father figure slash best friend for Sonic that he's just implied to have known for an extended period of time? Oh man, I would. I, it would be bad. That would that would wouldn't that be? Oh, hold, hold on a second, hold on a second. Where, 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 where was Shia LaBeouf by the end of the third movie? He was in the, like, last scene of the third movie. For all we knew, he was going to be in the fourth one, and then he just wasn't. So, I mean, I guess that is kind of a Megan Fox, but in the sense that it's the main character, I'd say it's a Shia LaBeouf moment. Anyway. <laughs> so, like, the the second film is definitely going to be world hopping, right? Well, um, I hope that we only deal with Mushroom Hill Zone or whatever they call the Mushroom Planet. Uh, they called it something that wasn't Mushroom Hill Zone, and some people were kind of upset by that. They called it the Mushroom Planet. Yeah, they just called it the Mushroom Planet. But it's like a planet also, of mushrooms. Also, that implies that like Mobius or whatever planet Sonic comes from in this universe is a separate thing. And then also Green Hills, like, does the Game Gear game take place in the real world and Green Hills <laughs> is a town that Sonic visits in that Game Gear game? That's that's very possible. Anyway. It's it's definitely not possible at all. But so I was I was talking with someone about this film, which I shouldn't have done because we have a podcast for it. I think you're allowed but, to talk to people about things. Yeah. But like they were they were saying the next film could definitely be about the Chaos Emeralds. I kind of hope that we just don't have Chaos Emeralds. Really? 
Yeah. That would mean no so, knuckles. Apparently. Hold it. Wait, no. We can have the Master Aimer without Chaos Emeralds. Sorry. Go on, Charlie. So, apparently, in, like, the novelization of this movie, they mentioned that, like, the Echidnas are, are, like, getting, going after specifically, like, Sonic's chaos energy. Like. Yeah. That's his thing. So, you know, it it's a possibility. Yeah. But maybe, they, for all we know, they'll do, like, a, uh. Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, where it's just gonna be like, oh, there's four of them, and they're all just differently shaped, actually green emeralds. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine to have a magic source, but I don't want, I don't need another thing where people go to find the seven things in different places. Ever. Yeah, yeah, we we don't want to have like that's Sonic, a... Sonic you, Adventure again. You really only <laughs> want one MacGuffin total. In Dude, your Sonic story. Adventure. Sonic Adventure is the worst because they get all the emeralds and then it didn't matter. <laughs> They're like, "Yay, we did it!" And then Chaos is like, "Nope, got him." <laughs> and then it just, and then it goes to shit. Like it, like the whole thing you were trying to do is stop it, and then it doesn't matter. And then he eats the emeralds, and then Sonic still has the energy to go. I will never, because you said it does doesn't matter. And then Sonic just uses the emeralds anyway, even though they were used up, and then he wins anyway, so we could have skipped everything by just giving him the emeralds, and then giving Sonic the leftovers, and then going super, and not have any of the other things happen. Do you guys want to see Super Sonic in a Sonic movie? Yes, no. Eventually. Eventually. I think that it would be okay if it was at the end of the second movie. I think I think there was exactly the right amount of lore in this film for me to be very curious as to how they ex- like how they go into it in the future and for me to want them to go into it in the future, you know. Yeah. So like I w- I want to see them tie in more pre-existing or like like try to adapt pre-existing Sonic lore and also show me excuse me, show me new movie lore at the same time, you know. Yeah. And I, Supersonic fits in that. Like, I, I want to see that happen sometime fairly soon, but I, think, I don't know. I think it's quite possible that our Supersonic replacement is Angry Lightning Sonic. That's that's true. And I think that's okay, because first of all, he could still, like, he could learn to use magnets to fly. <laughs> and yeah. magnet magnet flying is way cooler than magic space flying. Well, what's that, what's that, like, Dark Sonic bit in Sonic X that happens in one episode and then never again with no explanation? I don't even know why you care. It's it's just that, but like now it's electricity instead of like it's just the power of emotion makes me change color. Is that what happens in that episode? I thought it was that like he got dark chaos energy or something. I don't actually know because like, it's been a while since I've seen the clip. Like kill tails, and then Sonic is like, "That was <laughs> a step too far, you hard boiled bitch!" And then he Eggman like... shoots tails between the <laughs> eyes in front of Sonic. <laughs> And then Chris is like, no! And then Eggman <laughs> shoots Chris and Sonic, like, one tier for each. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought the uh, series finale for Sonic X was a little dark, but I don't know. Charlie, how do you feel about the Chaos Emeralds in the Sonic movie? I'll I'll, I'll share my thoughts when it happens. <laughs> so here's, you're, like, here's, you're holding back. Here's my thought. Like a good old a good old like hunt for the chaos emerald would be kind of cool. I don't know. Mr. Like, Stone that'd be the entire plot. Mr. Stone secretly has one of the chaos emeralds and he was hiding it from Robotnik. That'd be one hell of a post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> he like pets it and like sniffs it a little bit. Yeah. And he's like I love this stone. The replacement agent stone 
has a Chaos Emerald inside of it. <laughs> like Eggman kicks it too hard one day and then it breaks open. And yes. it's like, oh, why do I need All this right. quill? And he just like throws the quill away and it like blows up like a nuclear bomb somewhere. I do like that this film did not have uh, Chaos Emeralds in it. What was the pun he was making when he kept like throwing the stone? Uh, he- it was reconnaissance. Uh, it was rock connaissance. Rock connaissance. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. but he but he really sold it very well. Yeah, the thing is, I don't want. I I don't think there's anything wrong with like a hunt for the whatevers, right? I yeah. think that that works better in a long form show where the hunt for the whatevers can lead you to interesting places that you can explore for a little bit and then leave. Yeah. In a movie, I. I don't you need can't... another sequence where we go to the pyramids and then we go to the Great Wall of China. <laughs> yeah, that bit that bit was uh fine. Yeah. But you just kind of he went to the Great Wall of China for no reason. Yeah. Well, it was just to like keep Eggman on his toes more or less. Yeah. And I think that's fine, but if that segment had taken 20 minutes in each of those yeah. places, I would not have been down. I mean, I definitely think, like, you have seven Chaos Emeralds to collect over the course of two hours. Like, that's not enough time to make meaningful scenes happen for each one, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. So I think that maybe if, like, if this is an Infinity Stones for Marvel thing where it's, like, seven movies and they find one Chaos Emerald <laughs> in each and they just find it, like, coinkadink at the, you know... Yeah. Maybe, it, like, each one is the crux of some sort. I don't know, whatever. But... I just don't think that a movie can have, like, seven individual points where you just go to a place to get a thing and it works well. Yeah. And and what I would be interested in seeing instead is the Master Emerald being important and the Echidnas are super protective of it, but Sonic can interact with it in a way that the rest of them can't. Yeah. And then they have to accept that he's part of their prophecy or that he is somehow related to them in a way that's more meaningful than just, like, a thing they tried to kill once. Yeah. I could definitely see a film being like, here's one Chaos Emerald, the whole film's about it. Uh, and at the end, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's more of them. Screw you. Yeah, I guess maybe if they introduce them, and then we have, like, the four-star Dragon Ball. Yeah. And then they quickly go and grab the, like, Tails makes some device that's like, let's go find the rest of them. And there's, like, a quick segment about that. And then there's yeah. sort of this power struggle between Eggman and Sonic. Because Eggman should be able to find the Chaos Emeralds. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think the Chaos Emerald... A Chaos Emerald is probably how he leaves the Mushroom Planet. No, it's using Sonic's power. That's what he explicitly showed. He was That's like, true, yeah. I've got this power source, and I am the smartest man in the universe, so I am coming <laughs> back. Yeah. And I like And I want that to be how he does it. I want him to do it of his own merits with this one tool that he has. I don't want him to get some dumb magical power that sends him back. That, I yeah. think, would suck, because it would highlight not him as being a genius, but him as being a lucky fat man. But like so so Sonic's quill is is measured at infinite power, like infinite <laughs> energy, I should say. Yeah. Like the amount of energy it contains is infinity, which I didn't yeah. even like <laughs> as as someone who has who has developed programs in the past, I was I like I was personally hurt by the fact that the program didn't crash when it reached a number higher than its max and instead said in, infinity. But that's fine. Well, maybe it just had like an overflow. He is Eggman, he's a way Isaiah. smarter. Eggman is the than smartest I. man yeah. on the planet. <laughs> he he has a contingency plan for for edge cases. 
Uh, Or hedge cases, if you will. (laughs) Hedge cases, if you quill. Okay, that was too far. Um, (laughs) But, like, you know, once... If if Robotnik gets a Chaos Emerald, he no longer needs that quill ever again. Because that's just, what if the quill, but, like, way more. You know? Yeah. So I guess, like, to to bundle this all up, Chaos Emeralds in the next movie, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm I'm saying thumbs up. And then, Charlie, it sounds like you're a thumbs up as well, right? Yeah, sure, we'll go with a thumbs up. I'm, I'm okay with them being introduced. I don't think I'm ready for the seven Chaos Emeralds movie. I, I think I agree with that. So I would be a thumbs up on Chaos Emeralds, maybe a thumbs down on the movie that's just, let's get Supersonic to happen. Yeah. I, I, mm, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's tricky. I think, I think it's very hard to take seven Chaos Emeralds and turn that into like an amount of movies that is greater than zero in a way that's really satisfying. And also you can guarantee the story will be told because the series of films won't be canceled partway through due to low, uh, like ticket sales. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the thing that impressed me the most about this movie was not that Sonic was in it and that the relationships were interesting while maintaining hints of Sonic everywhere. Yeah. Like, they found a way to make a relationship between Sonic and human interesting, and I don't think that the Transformers movies did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) Sonic X didn't do that. Yeah. Also, do we count Robotnik as a human in the Sonic games? (laughs) That's a good question. Because he's definitely a human in this universe. He feels very human here. I think I don't count their relationship as a relationship between Sonic and a human. How about you, Charlie? It's a tough question, because he's the only human you see, but he's also, like, a very exaggerated human. Yeah, and he doesn't interact with human society the way that NPCs at the beach do or whatever. And with, like, early Sonic, especially in America, it's almost implied that he's a machine. Yeah, and yeah. in this movie, he does. He still does, like, robot dances sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he... I, I would not be surprised if he was revealed to be a robot in the next movie. Doesn't someone also call him a robot in the movie? Something like that. He's very anti-human there's like i thought that the government dude at one point says that like a robot died or went away or something like i don't know i remember one singular person referring to him as if he's a robot yeah they call him like mr robot or something but i think that's just because he's obsessed with robots and also he has the word robot in his name I'm, I think that I specifically remember the pair of words a robot in reference to him where you would normally say a person or a man or whatever. I think it was probably like a, a metaphor. That yeah. could be. Like That's totally comparison. I mean, I, I think Robotnik as a human makes a lot more sense in this film because he's like a human who just yeah. hates humanity so much well that's what i wanted him to be i I said a lot of times like i hope that he's just a person because that's gonna make it way more interesting and i think it did i think if he were revealed later to be an actual robot that would be kind of disappointing yeah i think it would be fine if i don't know maybe like he is augmenting himself yeah robot parts but i even that i don't know i think i i mean i could see him being like yeah i got a synthetic hand you know because uh I lost it in the war, the Mushroom War. Yeah, the Great Mushroom War. where he, Against myself. Yeah, accidentally cut <laughs> off his hand. <laughs> that could be really mad. how he, like, describes the incident of accidentally cutting off his hand. <laughs> yeah, it's the Great Mushroom War. Making himself feel more important. The Mushroom 
Never mind. I won't finish that thought. Okay. I think I think Robotnik's ego in this film is like perfect. Yeah. I think that most of the characters' representations in this movie is like about as good as you could get. Yeah. I think that the way I don't know. I think the worst part of this movie for me is probably just the sort of lack of overall plot progression. Yeah. But I think that's because so much time is spent just doing character relationships. Like, the sequence in that bar that they go to is not important to the plot. Yeah. But I think it really helps sell Sonic and Tom hanging out together. Especially <laughs> I, since... I felt like that scene, especially the bar fight section, lasted way too long for me. Yeah. But uh, I do I do agree that, like, the bit of Tom and Sonic hanging out, like, was good and important to the core of the film. I think specifically the sequence where Sonic is running around and mixing things up and making it weird is maybe too long, but that scene yeah. is also, like, the junk food of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the part of it that is, like, an action movie that is not harrowing. Yeah. And for that, it's good if that's what you wanted to, you know, see at the movies. Like, if you wanted a cool CG Sonic running around and doing weird things that isn't just, like, explosions, this is great for that. I, I agree with you. Like, that's, I think that's... You're right to call it like junk food because I junk food is not what I wanted, which is why I felt like it was a little long. But I definitely it's a fun scene to watch if you're not like I am and expecting high art out of your Sonic the Hedgehog film. Yeah, honestly, I don't want high art at the theater. I want the junk food because the big screen and loudspeakers only helps the junk food. <laughs> like only the action sequences are improved by the obscene quantities of money you spend to go to a theater by the theater experience yeah so i want as many of those scenes as possible yeah that's fair because i can respect and enjoy the character relationship between sonic and tom on my tv at home okay i have a question for you guys yeah when sonic called robotnik eggman did that make sense to you guys like did that did that fit to that jive yeah yeah he was surrounded by egg-shaped robots. Yeah. And was, I guess his vehicle was kind of like an egg. Was, I don't really remember because it had like fans on the side of it. Yeah. It was more like a a velocicopter. I felt, stop. I think okay. that, the, what does a velocicopter even mean? <laughs> I don't even know. It's okay. just, I just looked at it and I was like, that's what it is. It's like a velociraptor, but has nothing to do with dinosaurs and is a helicopter. No. I think, so... Wait, I wish hold there it. had. I wanted to say. My... I wanted oh, to go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I think that like Charlie mentioned, there are the egg-shaped robots, but not only that, they are also white, like actual eggs. I think this yeah. Robotnik has more to do with eggs than our Eggman, because <laughs> our Eggman <laughs> is shaped like a ball, and his name is not Ballman. That's true. But this, you know, Robotnik has like a bunch of tiny floating eggs around him. <laughs> yeah. And I also think that you know Sonic calls Tom Donut Lord, so Eggman and Donut Lord. Kind yeah. of makes sense when you think of Sonic's nicknames for people. Also, there's a pretzel lady. Yeah, that, that's so, what I was going to say. It's that it's usually food and then, like, person. Yeah, food and, like, rank. It makes sense that he would come up with a nickname for him. I just, crazy like, Carl is still Crazy Carl. Crazy Carl's still just Crazy Carl. No, he's Observant Carl. <laughs> well, now he is. He's, like, highly... No, Sonic says, you guys should call him Highly Observant Carl or something. It's, like, something Observant Carl. <laughs> And I love that part because, like, that's Sonic's only friend. Like, that's the only person he can talk to. <laughs> and he can only talk to him in the form of taunts. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. God, what uh, a good movie. But I, like, 
I wish the egg component had been like said a couple more times so it didn't feel like it was out of nowhere, but I do think it makes sense for Sonic to be like, yeah, I'm just going to give you a nickname based on what I see. Uh, egg man, that's your nickname. Shut up. Yeah, he's the man who has eggs. Yeah. I also don't think that Sonic interacted with him one-on-one enough in other parts of the movie for him to have a yeah. chance to give him a nickname. That's true. Because you got to remember, while we see Robotnik a lot, Sonic doesn't. Yeah. Sonic sees him the one time when he gets punched in the face by Tom. <laughs> and is Sonic even awake for that part? Uh, Sonic is... Yeah, he's awake. He's, okay, he rolls yeah. in... He rolls he's like in hiding just in on time the, the ground. Punch. Yeah. He's like yeah. hiding on the ground for a lot of that segment. Okay, so he is awake. Sonic is present for both punches, and that's about it. Yeah, because the well, the other time that he sees Eggman is when Eggman is trying to kill his friends. Yeah, and instead Sonic pushes them off a building. <laughs> yes. And then Eggman said, "I wasn't expecting that, but I expected not to be expecting something, so it doesn't count." <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really good. good. <laughs> it's so good, and I think that that you know makes it make sense why sonic waited until that last segment because that's the only point where they have any real dialogue yeah it is it is also like enjoyable to me that robotnik sort of he almost turns into eggman like he he gets the suit then he gets the name and then he gets the the being bald and having a long mustache (laughs) like in that order they, uh, also, they also call out the idea that his suit is weird, and he's like, it's a flight suit. <laughs> I'm going for a flight. Yeah. I. <laughs> it makes perfect sense for Botnik to be like, I'm wearing the suit that you wear when you're flying. Yeah. And like Shut maybe up. he has like a weird thing for aviator like gear. Yeah. I, I do like that he is uh, Robotnik in this film and not necessarily Eggman. Like, I think it makes sense to be like, yeah, no, I mean, okay, obviously Robotnik is a ridiculous name for a person to have, but, like, no <laughs> well, unless... human would be called Eggman. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I think Eggman and Robotnik are just, like, if you think of his name as being, like, Dr. Eggman, that makes just as much sense <laughs> as Robotnik, because the nick on the end is just, like, from a different country. Yeah, that's true. So, like, being Robot, like, being Dr. Robotman and being Dr. Eggman are about as silly as each other. You're right, <laughs> you're right. But, like, I don't know, for some reason, egg is inherently more ridiculous to me than robot. That's weird, because eggs are real and robots are kind of fake. <laughs> like, I'm I'm sure there is someone who is named, like, Farm Animal, and then, you know, their country's version of a thing you put at the end of a surname. Yeah. Whereas I highly doubt anyone is named last name, like, Automaton Man. Did we ever get his first name? I don't think we did. Yeah... I don't think we did either. I, I mean, I don't think we needed the first name. I was just is, curious. Is Ivo canon to the adventure games? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, because I know that, like, we confirmed Robotnik is canon in Japanese adventure, but yeah. I couldn't remember if in Japanese adventure Ivo is canon. Well, it's definitely canon in American adventure. I know that much. Yeah, which is still yeah. weird because, like, that was, Ivo was only a thing in the shows here, whereas Robotnik <laughs> was a thing in games and shows. And then Gerald Robotnik is canon in Adventure 2, his well, yeah, grandfather. That, I assume that's canon in both, because, like, what would his name be in Japan? Like, Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Masahiro Robotnik? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I highly doubt. I think that Robotnik is supposed to be, like, Western in origin. Yeah. Even in Japan. But I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think we needed his first name. I think that maybe if that comes up next time, it could be a fun wink to put in that movie. And we get, like, five winks per movie. 
<laughs> we do seem to get roughly five winks. Yeah, we get, you know, Green Hill Zone. We get Green Hills. We get Hilltop. And then Sanic <laughs> yeah. and Chili Dogs. We did we did get the Echidnas as well, which I, that's lore more than it is a, a wink, but it still yeah. it felt like a wink in my heart. Once we get... I, oh, sorry, Charlie, go ahead. I forgot to listen to this, but apparently a lot of the music that plays around Eggman has the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog theme, like, really? motifs in it. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I was gonna, like, ask if there's any musical motifs that either of you guys noticed outside of Green Hill Zone, and then also the trailer for Sonic Mania. Because uh, those are the only two that I, I noticed. And I was I, I was hoping the film would have more. I guess it did have more. That's pretty cool. Honestly, after this, I feel a bit more inclined to see the movie again. <laughs> but obviously someone has to ask me to go see it. You're gonna me. you're gonna mute all the dialogue and only listen to the soundtrack to see if you yeah, have, have like YouTube on your phone in hand. You're going to break into the projector room and change up the audio channels and yes. that's you know everyone in the theater yeah, is gonna be okay. Yeah, it'll be just like that one time I was You'll seeing put Fantastic Mr. Fox and like the voice audio was low for some reason for like <laughs> 10 minutes. So I just heard street fighting man by the Rolling Stones playing <laughs> terrifying. Honestly, just put on subtitles. It's fine. <laughs> Did you guys like Sonic's bucket list as a concept in the movie? I mean, it's funny in the way they's like, Oh, I, that's a thing. I want to know this. I like your human customs. Yeah. Obviously not that alien, but <laughs> and then, you, and you then humans are interesting to myself and alien. Tom was trying desperately to avoid explaining the origin of the phrase. Yeah, and then Sonic was like, I've never kicked a bucket. <laughs> Tom's like, hopefully you never will. Sonic, do you think Sonic dies as fast as he lives? <laughs> I don't like that joke. <laughs> well, he's still alive right up for like 10 years or whatever, so. Yeah. He finished off his bucket list, guys. <laughs> No, this, that's, no. Sonic is not long for this world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's an effective way to give Sonic meaningful goals outside of just leaving this world. I think it also helps to solidify Sonic's role in this world and make it feel like this is his new home. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a lot, you know, he like has... One new friend, and he has a bunch of fake friends. But having that bucket list is like, I want to do some stuff before I leave. And then he yeah. does all those things and realizes that like there's more things he wants to do. The, I mean, that's that's the scene where Sonic like asks himself what it is that he really wants. Yeah, which is good because because the the plot of the film is I want the ring so that I can leave. But like the actual emotional arc is uh, I want to stay and I want something that can tether me to this world. Yeah. He wants to stay, and he wants to know why he wants to stay. Yeah. And, he and so the bucket that. list is a really effective way to get him to think about why he wants to stay. Yeah. So we're all thumbs up bucket list, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I was probably thumbs down at first, but uh, definitely, like, the more his relationship with Tom was solidified as the emotional core of the film, the more I was like, yeah, no, this this is really effective. Yeah. And I think that, similarly, like, that's why... In retrospect, the bar scene is more important to the movie than it might seem initially. Yeah. Yeah. It did also... The bucket list also did make for a, a solid montage. <laughs> yeah. 
There is a good bit of like them doing something, and then they cross off something on the bucket list that sounds like it could be that thing. Yeah. Like, it's like a much more impressive version of what that thing is. Yeah, Sonic is like, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> we did it! <laughs> I also, I I want to put one more note on the bar scene. Tom seems like he doesn't want to do it, right? Yeah. And then Sonic is Sonic talks about how he hasn't gotten a chance to really live. And Tom looks around and he's like, well, this is a place where you can get a lot of living done. And he seems like he's not into it all the way, but he's protecting Sonic. You know, he says, this is my weird, crazy grandpa or whatever. Yeah. And then Sonic gets into a fight and Tom never like roasts Sonic for it. Like That's it seems true. pretty clear that he thinks Sonic shouldn't have done that, but he never acts like, you know, Sonic is a terrible person or a dummy or anything. He's just like, let's yeah. get in the truck and go. And it seems like they're having fun the whole time. It it did bug me, but like in a in a way that isn't this film is bad, but actually this film is good. That the like <laughs> junk food that he buys at the gas station and leaves on top of the on top of the car, like yeah. that upset me. I was like, you have time to open the door and put it in the car. And then when they leave, he leaves it on top of the car when they drive off and it falls off. And I'm like, you still had time, but like I liked the prop that was like this junk food that just stays there. Yeah. I also like that Tom, you know, you might think that this is a business trip for him and he's like, I owe it to this guy. I kind of screwed his life up a little bit by shooting him in the leg with a bear tranquilizer. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to take him here, but it's like mostly just to make up for it. But then he brings the junk food and it's not like sustenance, you know, he brings like a bag of nachos and like a nice soda and it's like fun stuff that you might get for like a kid. Yeah. And that shows that Tom kind of likes Sonic. And then yeah. he also goes to the bar with Sonic and, like, hangs out and has fun with the bull ride and they dance together and, you know, Sonic tries to get them killed. <laughs> it is reluctant fun, but it is fun. Yeah, and then at the end of it, Tom seems like he had a good time, even if he almost got his ass kicked. Did you guys also notice that at the last thing, or one of the last things that Sonic does in that first, you know, freeze, not freeze frame, like, bullet time, but Sonic is moving at normal speed... Did you yeah. notice that he hands Tom a drink after he pushes him out of the way of the fight? Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah, he like slides a drink across the bar for Tom. <laughs> it's just so good. I think it's a it's a really well choreographed scene. Yeah. Like the the fight where he slows down time and then fiddles with stuff. Like there's a lot of creative stuff happening in it, and I personally think it takes like too long. But every time, like every second that is passing, something interesting is happening. Which yeah. is pretty rad. Did you have a question you wanted to ask us, Charlie? Well, I've asked a few of them, but let me see. What did you think of Robotnik's gadgets? I liked them design-wise. I enjoyed the concept that they're like Matryoshka dolls where they <laughs> nest. <laughs> I was a big fan of that. Of I, like <laughs> That specific moment was just reminding me of like this robot chicken sketch. Where like, you know how in the Dark Knight... Where when Batman like crashes his car, he just has a bike come out. Yeah, it was like that. But then the bike goes down, then it turns into a unicycle, yeah. then it turns into a pogo stick, and then it's just him rolling on a pipe. <laughs> After like when the third thing came out, I was like, "This has got to be the last one, right?" And then like every subsequent machine, I was like, "This is the final one, right? You can't go any more. You can't go any deeper than this." And so it was, like, fun to see what would happen next in this action sequence. Yeah. 
I also do like the idea that the smaller drony ones were eggs. Oh yeah. Yeah. It somehow felt subtle. <laughs> it was subtle because I didn't even think about it until Sonic I, pointed it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the the design is is pretty good. I think like the white machines with like the the Hal eye occasionally felt a little uninspired. Uh, but that's only in comparison to the machines we've seen Robotnik use in the past Ritz in also, video games. Keep in mind, there's still a chance that in the next movie, we will see Badniks. That's true. Like, did, you, because... did you guys see like the label Badnik yes. at one point in his lair? Yeah. And it weirded me out because to me, a Badnik is a robot with an animal powering it, and he doesn't have any of those. That's true. But maybe Badnik just means Robotnik's like robot in this universe you know yeah but like he knows that harnessing animal power is a thing now so i'm sure that the interest uh, is to like use animal power to power more powerful things that's true i would i i would be very eager to see like classical uh yeah, a mo- bad a motobug yeah a caterpillar <laughs> that'd a be great <laughs> a buzz bomber absolutely the the monkey that shoots bombs coconuts Coconuts is its name. Throwing coconuts is its game. Or bo- oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Isaiah, did you have a, a question for us? I have already asked all of them. Okay, I've got I've got two more questions. One of them is a short one. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. The little girl giving Sonic his shoes. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I don't know why she had them, but thumbs up. I'm saying I I think thumbs up. It's, I guess it could have been her dad's shoes. Well, my thinking was that she noticed that his shoes were the same size as hers, and she was like, I've got some new shoes, but this guy looks like yeah. he could use some help. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I've got new shoes, but I do not need them nearly as badly as this guy does. Yeah. I also think that shoe design, like, perfectly looks simultaneously like a Sonic shoe and, like, a real shoe, which is just great. Yeah. I thought it was handled very well. And I thought it was cute that the little girl was like, I like Sonic. And then she gave him some shoes, and she was, like, running around the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it also like was good that he was like, no one's ever given me anything before. Yeah. Like, wow, I, this is a human experience that I'm having for the first time. I love that scene. It it was it was very cute. I found that like I don't know if this is a recent development or what, but I really like sequences of people giving each other things. <laughs> I'll give you a knuckle sandwich in a minute. Sh- oh my god! <laughs> Shut the. No, you know what? You did like the scene of Tom giving Robotnik a knuckle sandwich. Yeah, and then he gave it to him again. It was like yeah. Christmas twice in a row, dude. <laughs> right on Robotnik's damn face. Yeah. No, but like I was, uh, I've been playing Sonic Unleashed because I feel like it's going to be a pretty big game, so I'm trying to get it in before we have yeah. to do the episode. Because we have to do two episodes on that, one for each version of Sonic Unleashed. <laughs> but as a little preview... I thought that I was going to hate Chip, and I kind of do, but Chip gives people chocolate, and every time he does, it puts a smile on my face that doesn't leave until <laughs> he tells me how to, like, spin dash. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, uh, that's rough stuff. Okay, okay, how do you feel about, uh, I, I've forgotten everybody's names, how do you feel about Tom's wife's sister? <laughs> oh, JoJo's mom? The yeah, the one that just hates Tom so much is like, oh hey, Tom's here. Hey, uh, can you divorce him? I like. I the- like. <laughs> oh, go ahead. John. I like the bit where she's like, 
Can you at least take off my Fitbit so you can get some steps? <laughs> yeah, it's like she accepts the matter there, but she just wants something good out of it. <laughs> I thought I do it... like the bit where they're like, well, we're not going to make her complicit in terrorism, so we're just not going to ask her permission for anything. Yeah, and then we're going to tie her up in a chair because this is more important <laughs> than her wanting <laughs> to divorce, like wanting a divorce. Also, I love how immediately on board Tom's wife was. Yeah, because she's like an animal. I loved the part where they noted that she was a veterinarian. Yeah. Veterinarian? Mm-hmm. Veterinarian. Yeah. That's the word, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually think she was a veteran. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she, she's like, Tom, back in the Civil War, we did <laughs> Yeah. You were a vet, right? Uh, yeah, I, I've... Uh... <laughs> Oh my god, no, but she's a veterinarian, and I noted, like, right away, I noted that, and I was like, she's gonna love Sonic, because he's like a weird animal. <laughs> yeah. That needs protecting. And it happened. Also, I also... I... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I also really liked the the bit of her being like, Tom, notice how chill I have been so far. I'm gonna freak out, but first I want you to respect the way I have been keeping my cool. And I'm like, yeah, no, I respect to her. Like, geez. She, ne- she never freaked out. She didn't even freak out after that moment. She just wanted some ups to keep it, you know. <laughs> she needed a reason to keep going. Yeah. She was like, please acknowledge that I haven't, like, killed your friend yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> We are currently tying up my sister and possibly <laughs> irreparably damaging my relationship with her. Uh, So, like, what's going on? <laughs> Oh, man. I, I also really like the part where they were trying to, like, fix up Sonic, and she noted that his pulse was really high, and Tom was like, that might just be normal. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about, like, Sonic's alien physiology, which really yeah. got my my alien goat. Also, didn't they steal her sister's car? And let yeah. Sonic drive. <laughs> they let Sonic drive her sister's car. That was the scene that I think made maybe the least sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there is absolutely no reason to let Sonic drive. He doesn't even know where we're going. <laughs> yeah, Everybody knows, knows where we're going except for Tom. Or except for Sonic. <laughs> and then they go and they do that thing where Sonic's in the duffel bag. And they also, like, he, he shows the lady that he's a cop from, like, North Dakota or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, why are you here? And he doesn't say, I'm visiting and this thing happened and I just have to go solve it because I'm a police officer. He says... I'm a police officer. <laughs> and then they go to the roof. How would the person who was going to jump get to the roof if they didn't have the key? And how would he know that they were up there? Like, like there's no explanation to their story. And then they just, you know, she's like, all right, you're a cop, all right, whatever. Which people do that. People will let yeah. people who say that they're cops do things that, you know, maybe they wouldn't normally need to do. So that's fine. But then he's, like, kidnapping a kid. And that's obviously <laughs> what's happening to these two individuals. And he does yeah. not explain that he's a police officer to them, does he? No. No. He, he just says, doesn't... it's a child, but it's not mine. That's yeah. all he says. And then, like, any two real human beings would, they know that a child is being kidnapped, and they walk away without doing anything to stop it, which I is believable to me. I think that that's how real people would react <laughs> in that situation. But that is not how Tom should have explained himself. And also, why do they have Sonic? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think this scene is weirdly the least charismatic Tom is in the entire film. I think it's yeah. the least... I think it's the worst scene in the movie. Tom is fairly clever. So it's yeah. so weird that he's like, oh, yes, it is a child. It's a human child. But don't worry. I'm kidnapping it. I like just, It doesn't make any, like, these people reacting to them are reacting in rational ways. 
but the things they're doing don't make any goddamn sense. The 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 saving grace of that scene is that it's only as long as it was in the trailer. Yeah, no, it's a super short scene. That's why, like, I think they just didn't know how to get from the ground level to the roof. Yeah. And for some reason, they couldn't let Sonic just run up the side of the building, which I feel like he is capable of doing. They, I would have loved it if he had done that, but I think they needed uh, for Tom and his wife to get up on the roof, too. Yeah, to be in danger. Yeah. But they could have just not made the roof, like, have a lock, you know? Yeah. Like, he could have just, they could have just had, like, you know, the elevator be, like, important people only, and then Tom and his <laughs> wife have to run up, like, 12 flights of stairs, you know, it would be, like, 100 <laughs> flights of stairs or whatever, but they just have to, like, keep going upstairs, and yeah. you see Sonic, like, tapping his foot at the top, doing his idle animation. <laughs> okay, that'd be good. And, like, he but just, I... like, looks at his wrist because he pretends to have a watch a lot, which is funny to me. I think I think they wanted trailer fodder. I think they wanted the scene that is funny to encourage you to watch the film for the trailer. Yeah. Up and, until that scene happened, I thought it was going to be one of those things where there is a scene in the trailer that is just never in the movie. Yeah, I yeah. like I would have preferred it if it was not in the movie. <laughs> so is this all our least favorite scene? Uh yeah. Yes, for sure. Okay. I'm glad because that means that like the rest of the movie seems good in comparison to this. Yeah. And this mo- this is a pretty small blemish on an otherwise fine film. Yeah. Uh my my favorite film uh film my favorite film in the movie it was is Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh my favorite scene in the movie is actually the one directly following it, which is the the banter between Sonic and Robotnik uh, before Sonic like, pushes his friends off of like a two-story building, and before and then also during, like <laughs> that whole scene, like leading up into the climax of the film where they're bantering, and this is probably the funniest that Sonic that Sonic and Robotnik are together because it's kind of the only time they directly interact. Yeah, it is one of two um, times that they have dialogue. Yes, and then he pushes he pushes them off a building. And he's like, "I have a plan," which involves violence. And then he tries to do the bullet time thing, and it it works, obviously, but then Robotnik's Fastinator, like, unfreezes because of how fast it is, right? Yeah, th- yeah, the season finale of part three. And that's, like, the... <laughs> Except that, that was... Robotnik is Jotaro? Yes. <laughs> that's fucked up. Like that was that was really cool to me because they show you the the bullet time halfway through the film to be like, yeah, that's how fast the Sonic can be when he wants to. And then they're like, yeah, he's that fast. Guess what, bitch? Robotnik is too. But only after he engages the quill engine. Yeah. And the bit <laughs> of his finger very slowly moving towards the button was also great. Yeah. So I think that that scene had a really good mix of here's some comedy and then here's like a dramatic increase in suspense. Yeah. What about you, Charlie? What was your favorite scene? Hmm. I can go first if you want me to. Go ahead. My favorite scene is I'd say like if if I can if I can't count this all as one scene, let me know, but it would be the time from them pulling up to the gas station and him using the phone uh up until Sonic hopping back in the truck and then them leaving the bar. It's like all of that I really liked because Sonic tries to show self-restraint, but just the coolest shit in the world is <laughs> happening right next to him. Yeah. There's like dudes breakdancing with motorcycles and a ZZ Top cover band. Like I would have left. 
<laughs> Doesn't he like like talk to himself about talking to himself in that scene? Yeah, he does some like some of his weird. Definitely, Sonic is not mentally stable for a lot of this movie stuff. Yeah, and then you know that's also the sequence where Tom is like, "Hey, I got you some junk food," and like shows that he cares about Sonic. And then yeah. you know he goes in and he's like, "We gotta leave," and Sonic's like, "But but it's the coolest thing ever." <laughs> And then Tom is like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's just stay here for a little bit and relax. And then Sonic is not relaxed. I have experienced zero things in my life. There are at <laughs> least two things in there. And it is ZZ Top and, a, <laughs> and like, a bull riding machine? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did also like the bit of he falls off the bull riding machine and then runs back onto it quickly enough that he pretends he never fell off. Yeah. That was a good Nailed bit. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. So, question. Yeah. Yes. Does like the credit sequence count as a favorite part? You mean where Tails <laughs> no, shows up? No, you know what? No, no, the, no. I know the, exactly the, like, what you're talking the, about. The, the like the little pixelated movie secret uh, yeah. sequence. The, yeah. Like it's it's like what Wreck It Ralph did, except uh, uh, except it's animated instead of like a scroll. Yeah, and Wreck It Ralph. Oh, it was scroll. Oh, I thought it was animated. In Wreck It Ralph. It might have been very lightly animated, but I think it was just like essentially like background tile sprite art. And, like, characters get two frames, probably. Yeah. This felt to me more like the Spider-Verse credits animation, where they're like, we're just going to do extra stuff. Yeah, I remember when Sonic uh, <laughs> Sonic 2 was in the Spider, Spider-Verse credits. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you just mean that there's something to look at during the credits? <laughs> I mean, like, there was there was, like, a credits animation which was, like, interesting to look at, and it wasn't, like... It wasn't like Wreck It Ralph, where it was like you get to watch stuff like scroll. It was more like, no, this is a this is an animation that like someone put a lot of effort into. Okay, that's in a ton of movies though. That's not just like a Spider Verse thing. Yeah, I know, but like, uh, in it, okay, <laughs> it's that, I just I guess I didn't see the direct connection. <laughs> that's that's the most recent film I saw that did that, and uh, it, you just, it was you just more mean... like that to me than to the Wreck It Ralph comparison. Which is weird because to me it's much closer to the record Ralph comparison because they're video game things. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, this there's a lot going on in that sequence, and I think that visually, if that's your favorite part, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And if you didn't like any of the characters, then obviously that would be your favorite part because <laughs> visually it's the best part. <laughs> I yeah. mean, any scene with Jim Carrey's Eggman is really good. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think that like any scene with Sonic and Tom is really good. But that's just me. I clearly like Sonic and Tom more than you guys do. <laughs> I, I definitely think Sonic got annoying often, but not enough to make me actively unenjoy the scenes. All Just the enough time, for me to be ready for the next scene. All of the times that Sonic was annoying to me happened before he met Tom. <laughs> like Sonic slapping his face and making a fart sound and the, you know, I could could have done without that. See, also, the Wreck-It Ralph credit sequence was definitely animated. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, so actually, about that baseball scene, uh, something that I liked about about that scene and scenes preceding it is that they do a bit where Sonic is obviously he's running between each like character in in the scene to like yeah. play them, and he's doing a costume change each time, which is like better. Uh, but I like the bit where after like a couple shot changes. They just don't show him running in between them. He's just presumably fast enough that he's already there by the time the camera gets there. Yeah. Like, 
and I, I just liked that bit that they're like, oh yeah, no, he's just every he's just running fast enough that like he's there immediately in the next frame. So can you think of a time when Sonic annoyed you that was not before he met Tom? That was not before he met Tom. Yes, after meeting Tom, when did Sonic annoy you? I think I'm assuming uh, most of it is at the bar, right? Most of it is at the bar, but also it's like uh kind of your favorite scene where he's like I can't contain myself so I'm going to talk to myself and then I'm just going to go in there. You felt that in the car it was annoying when he was like that stuff is cool? I think it that's that's partially I don't know. I think so. Why well, was it annoying just that Sonic was the only one on screen? I mean, so it <laughs> Uh, no disrespect to uh, Ben Schwartz, but his voice is a little grating sometimes. Yeah, but he's playing the role of a fast child. Like, that's the most <laughs> annoying pair of things you can be. Like, yeah, but that's that's like when Sonic doesn't stop talking is when he's the most annoying. I guess here's the way I see it. I think that Sonic is annoying to the characters in the movie, but not to me. Okay. And I think that you feel the way that Tom might, <laughs> which yeah. is exhaust, like, you get exhausted by people who are I, exhausting. That is, that is absolutely correct. So I feel like maybe a part of you is, like, like, uh, more sympathetic, I guess, to that than, like, I would be. Like, I would not want to hang out with Sonic. Yeah, whereas, like, I don't care, like, I probably wouldn't either, but I, I'm not. I'm watching a movie where Tom hangs out with Sonic, and I love it. Yeah. All right. Because I guess if, if Sonic is, I think exhausting is definitely understandable and if you know annoying for you is like eh, get to the next scene then I, that makes sense yeah but i never felt like sonic was doing other than before he met tom because when he did like the face slapping fart thing i was like yeah this is not funny and it's not interesting and it's not adding anything to sonic's character mm-hmm. other than that he talks to himself which i think is like better later in the movie he like i i think he has to come up with ways to entertain himself he has to come up with ways to feel like he has people to talk to yeah but i don't think that was the best way to do it okay maybe i don't know i just don't think it was like the best written part and how could it be it's one person talking to himself trying to be goofy for all of the characters i actually might have enjoyed a scene of him like actively spying on people to feel like he's hanging out with them yeah well i mean he did that kind of yeah but we didn't get a lot of that, and we didn't get a lot of character during that. It was mostly just him talking about times that he hung out with people. Yeah. He was like, oh, there's movie night with the Toms, whatever their last name is. <laughs> with the Tomses. Uh, <laughs> uh, donut Man? Donut, donut Lord? Lord and, donut, donut Lord and Pretzel Lady. Yeah. And Crazy Carl. <laughs> and extremely observant Carl. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> So, I I think that kind of, that's the end of everything I want to talk about. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to say? Five out of ten would probably watch again. <laughs> well, hold it, you'd go to see a five out of ten movie again? <laughs> well, he watched the Transformers films with you, didn't he? Yeah, ten out of ten films. <laughs> I'd say six out of ten. I, another watch would is definitely needed, though. Yeah. I can't believe you guys went in with high expectations. It's honestly, like... I have no one to blame but myself. Like I, can't I know I played Sonic games since I was a kid. I <laughs> knew going in that I shouldn't have high expect, but I couldn't stop. I've played Sonic games since I was a kid, and that's why I knew that this movie couldn't escape its disgusting fate. It's honestly I like take Sonic too seriously. Honestly, it's kind of <laughs> I a am perfect... a furry because of Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> you are irreversibly changed. 
due to this blue the bastard. The problem with the Sonic movie is there was not enough furries. <laughs> which which is which was a budget constraint, by the way. Oh, I mean, sure. I they this... they wanted to do more furries, uh, but the the budget wouldn't allow because each additional furry is like another like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Okay, okay. Yeah, and okay. they made Sonic two times. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Which, by the way, uh, Tails in the post credit sequence. Imagine him pre redesign. <laughs> Horrible, oh, right? I look. I like. I think the f- design the first time was fine, and I want to see that movie. I also but, want to see that movie, but not because I think I would enjoy it. I mean, you didn't think... Somehow you thought you weren't going to enjoy this movie, and you also thought it was going to be an art film at the same time going into <laughs> I, it. Art, art is, a, is an exaggeration that I use to deflect myself from criticism. Uh, but yes. <laughs> you guys went in with low and high expectations. How did you manage that? <laughs> That's, look, it's a, it's a sonic piece of media. That's the only way I can go in. Listen, movies were ruined for me ever since I saw Elf. <laughs> Will Ferrell destroyed your, like, movie reality? Elf was the first movie I saw and said, it was okay. <laughs> Elf is definitely my least favorite movie that I've seen many times. Elf painted Charlie's memory gray. <laughs> okay, yeah. I would say if I had to give a number for this movie, it would be, like, somewhere around a 7 out of 10. Like, I am right. excited to see a second thing of this thing. Sure. The, the worst part is, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I am also excited to see the next thing. Yeah, I think you guys secretly liked it a lot more than you want to admit. But that's Listen, the thing. I saw Tales. There's promises of more furries on it's the way. Kinda, it's kind of <laughs> the perfect Sonic movie because it was underwhelming and I'm excited for more. The I second think, one is always better. I think it was usually. the... Hold on. That is not how most movies work in my experience. That's how it's well, how most for, games work. For, for Sonic, it works. That's how yes, that's how video games work, but not movies. Listen, just let me have this. <laughs> I you I you don't like Tom and Sonic enough, and I that's the only thing I'll let anyone have. But I, you Steven, have, you Steven, have to Steve, love Tom and Steve, Sonic. Steven, this is what's gonna happen. This is gonna be like uh, this is gonna be like Wreck It Ralph or Frozen Two, where it's like the <laughs> where Tom just gets sidelined in. Just, they just get sidelined. Tails is yeah. going to focus. That's what I told you about. As a, Tom is going to be nowhere to be seen, and Sonic is going to have like a new weird father figure. No, Tom's just going to be there. He's just not going to be there much. Yeah. You mean you don't think that Sonic is even going to be there much? That's no. uh, that's that's what happened in Wreck-It Ralph too. That's for sure. Yeah. Everyone got sidelined. Right. <laughs> Actually, like every character got sidelined in that film. Very I'll weird s- film. I'll say this: I'll be disappointed if Tom is not in the second movie, and then I won't care fifteen minutes in. That's that's probably true. If I know myself, and I do pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where is Shia LaBeouf in the fourth Transformers movie? 15 minutes in, could not give less of a shit about where Shia LaBeouf was. <laughs> that was exactly my experience. I was like, was Shia LaBeouf's not in? And then the film just doesn't let you care about anything long enough for you to remember about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's... That... <laughs> and then T.J. Miller dies. <laughs> yeah. And Isaiah couldn't have given any less of a shit <laughs> and so I was like oh he's dead that's I weird think, I think that character stays in that film exactly as long as he needs to I think that you <laughs> I think that you think that character was in that film for too long I definitely do yeah I don't think it's just as long enough I think you'd never wanted to see that man and you I think, hated I think, him the whole time I think five minutes too long <laughs> I I was sad when he died I was like oh <laughs> man this guy is funny 
And now he's we were, metal. And now he's in Ready Player One. Speaking of metal, do you guys <laughs> think Metal Sonic is going to be in the sequel? No, he's going to be in the uh, 2.5th movie. Yeah, that's right. Well, okay, what about Silver Sonic? We we have had... I have had this debate with my friends on another server. It's like, it's either... <laughs> They're gonna go so old school that they're gonna use like pseudo Sonic from the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh no! Or like that oh, one man. weird one from the comics who's like a metal asshole that like talks. Guys, what if it's what if it's Scratch and Grounder? What if it's Shadow the Hedgehog? I want to see Shadow the Hedgehog in a live action film where he pulls out a gun and shoots someone to death so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then the president gets a framed picture of him on his desk. And drags his finger across it slowly, longingly. <laughs> I just want I, I just want the president to be like, oh, you mean the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> I want so bad for Shadow to shout Maria in a live action film. Do you think do you think the organization gun is going to be a thing in future Sonic films? Only if we make the jump to adventure. Yeah. In the sense that the army was no longer going to do movies with them, so they had to create a new like, <laughs> militia like they had for Transformers 4. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Project Cemetery Wind or whatever. Sounds about right. I think Cemetery Wind is what they called it because it like Chicago blew up or something. I think it was Chicago that blew up in Transformers 3. I don't know. Yeah, it was Chicago. It was, they had like billboards that remember Chicago. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just took it out. <laughs> they just bopped Chicago. Oh, man. If if Gun shows up, it's going to be a like an organization that most countries aren't actually aware of, like a secret military. Yeah. Yeah, the Guardians of United Nations, not known by any other country. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're like, like the, known they're by like the, the leaders, but not by yeah. Like it's it's the UN's secret police. Guys, what if Will Smith is a gun agent in the next Sonic the Hedgehog movie? That would be too crazy i think i would love it <laughs> yeah i would love it will smith is a great actor and i think that he could bring the sort of spice that this needs to keep going doesn't this film reference men in black yeah probably yes it does because they're like aren't you gonna wipe my memory like yeah when the, the government breaks into the police office yeah i think they specifically mention the film men in black by name they do they do they mention a lot of stuff it makes me wonder like how rights work because like I think, Flash I think is literally, I'm pretty sure just mentioning something is fine. Also, a comic with the Flash on it is in this movie. Also, whenever they mention other media in a film adaptation of a piece of media, I wonder, like, is, this is just a universe wherein all of these properties we're familiar with exists, except for the one that we're currently watching. Yeah, like, but that's like I think that's a fine conceit in a thing that's supposed to take place on Earth. You know? Yeah. Like, it'd be weirder if they didn't have coke on this earth, you know? Yeah, but, like, like what are video games like in a universe where Sonic was never a thing? Do you want to hear a crazy thing? Yeah. They're probably not different at all because Sonic is not an influential property. It's one that picks up <laughs> on the trends. No, you're, you're right. Like, what has Sonic invented? Uh, furries, at best? I, yeah, I guess this is a universe with fewer furries. That that certainly seems to be the case. Like we don't see a fur convention anywhere in the whole movie. That's that's true. Unlike every other film I watch, wherein Sonic is canon to that universe. Yeah, I mean, how many films have you seen where Sonic is canon to it? <laughs> uh, the only one I can think of is Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, and, and there are furries in that film. Yeah, are there? 
I don't remember. I've, I don't know. It does. <laughs> this but, is all a bit. All right. Has any have either of you? Do you feel like your opinion on the movie has improved or has like found room for improvement over the course of this discussion? Yes. I mean, I I think my my opinion on the film is roughly the same. It's just more specific. Like it's more fleshed out. Charlie, thank you for you know being nice and saying what was in your heart. Isaiah, thanks for trying. <laughs> I always try. <laughs> no, I th- I think it's totally fine to still hold your same opinion, but I just you know it sounded yeah. like you guys were saying things like I don't know, maybe it's okay. I mean, I I do have I think a greater appreciation for the relationship between Tom and Sonic. That's that's my only goal in this world for the next month. Yeah. Is to convince everyone that Sonic and Tom are a good combo. Yeah. It, it's it's so weird because the premise of the film is Sonic teams up with a human person in the real world, and you just I just groan so much, but then yeah, but, it's like well done. Yeah, and also you like Sonic Adventure, which he doesn't need to team up with a human. It's dumb as hell that he's in the human world in that game. <laughs> it kind of doesn't add anything that he's in the human world in that game either. It's weird that he wakes up in one scene and then there's like a, a small child nearby and he goes, you're not Tails. And she says nothing and he runs away. <laughs> you know what else is super weird? Sonic is in a human city for the beginning of that game, right? Right? You're with me? Yeah. And then yeah. he immediately walks away into Sonic 3 <laughs> and you just don't need humans there anymore. The only humans that you see ever again are like weird dudes who are exploring these ancient ruins that showed up last week. Like the like if if Central City wasn't in that game, would it be any different? Yeah. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have the the cool set piece with perfect chaos destroying a city. Right, because Robotnik it. has never made an entire city for Sonic to run around in before. He has like four times. <laughs> Where does he get the budget for these things? I don't know, but I like there have been cities in Sonic before there were humans in Sonic. So, I don't think we needed humans in Sonic Adventure to have a cool city for Chaos to destroy. That's fair. I don't know. I think that the human world is better implemented here than in Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Imagine if Crazy Carl was an NPC in Sonic Adventure. <laughs> he was like, there's this big purple cat in the forest. Guy, He talks, guys. I mean, there is a guy who's like, I saw a huge footprint. <laughs> Wait, is there a dude in Sonic Adventure who compares Big to Bigfoot? He just, like, is in the Mystic Ruins and remarks on seeing a big Bigfoot. I mean, a big footprint. A <laughs> big Bigfoot. He's like bigger foot. And I think he might have seen his house too. Coming this fall. Bigger, bigger foot. foot. Guys, we need to end this. It's been two hours. Yeah, yeah we need okay. to put a bullet in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for for getting through a feature length film episode of our podcast about our feature film. So this, remember when our discussion, a second movie, we'll cover it. Our discussion <laughs> is as long as the film was. Well, we truncate sciences. Would you yeah. suggest people see this movie? I think we maybe have mentioned it up top, but one more time. Would you suggest someone go see this movie? If, if you like Sonic games, yeah. don't set your expectations high. Maybe see. If you have kids or know some young kids, you should take them to see this movie. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. If you're a longtime Sonic fan, uh, it's worth experiencing. Not necessarily because you'll enjoy it, but that's true for Sonic games. Yeah, that's the thing that you should do for every Sonic game that you go to. Play them all. Hate them all. Love Sonic, hate Sonic, live, love, hate Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. It's like Nirvana.
It's like Nirvana, but like it kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that there. <laughs> I I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. It seems like the world around me has enjoyed this movie a lot. I seem to be yeah. the only person who specifically likes Sonic the Hedgehog that enjoys this movie as much as I do. Uh, I went to see it with my girlfriend on Valentine's Day, and she liked it. So, yeah, my my girlfriend refused to watch it with me on Valentine's Day, and I respect <laughs> her for that. I I love your I love your conversation with her like after you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic and Hedgehog movie's a movie that bad, huh? <laughs> oh my god. It wasn't that bad. Like you should... I didn't I just didn't have any I didn't have any thoughts at the time. That's ridiculous. You're crazy. You're a crazy person. <laughs> All right, we're going. This is end. You, right. you don't have time to argue about <laughs> Follow Isaiah's me on thoughts. Follow me on Twitter at Isaiah Games I S I E H Games. Follow me at Draws Charlie. I draw things. You can find the podcast on Twitter at No Spin Dash Zone, and you can also send your emails to No Spin Dash Zone at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account that well, sometimes works. He he said that. Well, yeah, I said that. yeah. I'll, we'll we'll exit out. We'd like to thank the LAG Radio Network for hosting our show on platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and lots more. If you enjoyed our show, you can find the rest of what the LAG Radio Network has to offer by searching for the LAG Radio Network on any of these platforms.